Hello, friends. We have made it today. It is episode 300. And before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast, who has downloaded the podcast, who has come on the podcast. I appreciate all of you more than you will ever know. But today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records, Statement of Pride in Beskar, going on an East Coast tour. If you're in Birmingham, Jonesboro, New Brunswick, Philadelphia, Chapel Hill, do yourself a favor and support those two touring bands. Jake, Dylan, and Carter just started a new podcast titled the From Within Records podcast. Drops every other Sunday. There are three episodes out now. Do yourself a favor and go subscribe to their podcast. Their chemistry is awesome and it is a fun listen. March 26th, it's the First Unitarian Church in Philly, From Within Records Showcase. And I guess I have a bit of news. If you listen to uh, my other podcast with my good buddy Josh from Florida, the Give Blood podcast, I mentioned on the live stream that I'm doing another collab shirt. I know a lot of you are excited, or excuse me, we're excited about all the collab tees that went down at FYA 8. Uh, we are doing one for the showcase. We teamed up with our good friends in Beskar. We have an awesome design. It was put together by Chris Wilson. You might know him from Ikulu or Cash Only Records. I'm so excited to uh, show that to everybody. Uh, just check my Instagram story. I will be posting it when this episode goes live. So shout out to Chris Wilson. Thank you, Beskar. But the From Within Records Showcase, Eco Strike, the final show, Payback, it is what it is, record release, Magnitude, Shackled, Simulacra, Worn, Seat of Pain, Burning Strong, Almighty Watching, Beskar, and Off the Tracks. If you haven't yet, please go grab a ticket before it's too late. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button and stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing. You can find them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing or you can email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. Uh, they're out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I really enjoyed working with them for FYA. They printed all my collab tees. They're doing the collab tee with Beskar for the From Within, excuse me, the From Within Records showcase. So I love the quality and attention to detail that they put into the work. Very easy to work with. So please go support Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. And before we get into today's guest, I just want to talk about my experience. Uh, I, I went and saw twice for the first time, and it was a life-changing moment. And I wholeheartedly mean that it was a little strange for me at first because i have only been to like, like one big concert and it was like a work event so like it wasn't even like i was like super jazzed to be there it was just like oh cool i guess we'll go check out this artist that we're working with cool that's that's awesome i've been to coachella but at the same time that's like i was there with my buddy nate shout out to nate and it's just a different experience. So this this time going to see twice, I'm actually just there. I, I bought a ticket, I bought um, a very expensive ticket. Uh, I was front row and it was uh, kind of surreal because you got to think I got into K-pop 
at like the beginning of the pandemic when when things shut down i had just moved uh into a new spot in anaheim and uh just circumstance i just was uh, you know nobody was really going out nobody was doing anything so i just developed this new hobby i, I was on youtube and i had known twice because they're, they're they're so huge uh for anybody who is even familiar with uh k-pop like you know the name twice so I just started watching everything on YouTube that was available at the time. And I just grew into this big JYP fan. That's the entertainment company that twice is signed to. And just over time, I learned all the songs and just became a super fan buying every album. I have a huge twice collection. I honestly am missing uh, very little from it. I'll, I'll have to show it to everyone one day. Uh, but I've spent hours watching so many stage performances and hearing the songs. So when the opportunity came for them to come through on this uh, North American tour, I was like, I have to go. There's no way I'm going to miss twice again. So I uh, ponied up, bought a ticket, and I'm so happy that I did. It, it was very interesting because obviously it's not. I, I, it's weird to say that it's not my crowd because I love the music. I spend a lot of money on albums and I'm pretty knowledgeable on all that stuff. So uh, maybe it is my crowd and I just haven't been accepted yet. But um, it, it was just very interesting to go to this giant arena and experience something new for the first time because here I am 33 years old. It, it's cool to still be able to experience new stuff. Uh, but I was just blown away. I was so happy with how they performed the set list. It was just surreal. And I'm happy that I was finally able to catch them live. And I was kicking myself in the ass when I was driving home, thinking about why I didn't go to more dates of the tour. So next time twice comes through, we're going to see them more than once because it was just so good. I was riding this crazy high that I just couldn't really explain to anybody to anybody because nobody that I hang out with or talk to regularly likes twice uh, and it's just hard to explain but I, I, i've been watching like I, I recorded so many sick videos that i haven't even posted like i, I posted a couple on my instagram you can go follow me at uh, xjamiex but there's just so many that I, I just haven't posted and it was seriously one of the coolest nights i have this hoodie if you're watching the video over here on spotify oh it's this way i have this hoodie i have a long sleeve and i I still can't get over how amazing that night was, but it was seriously something that I'm happy that I experienced. Makes me a bigger K-pop fan. I, I love K-pop. Uh, I got to go to the record store later to go check out some new albums. Shout out Stacy. They just dropped weekly drops next month. Uh, Cherry Bullets coming back. It, it never ends. I, I, I love K-pop, and I hope I hope all of you do too. Because when I was at when I was at the concert, and it's weird saying concerts. I don't go to concerts that often. I saw two hardcore kids. I saw some dude in a have heart shirt, which I'm like, okay, cool, repping uh, that Boston hardcore. And I saw th this dude in a down to nothing hoodie, which was like pretty interesting because it, it was a hoodie that I hadn't seen in a while. So I'm like, okay, this guy really likes down to nothing. This is sick. So I, I know there are people in the community. Shout out uh, my buddy Jared, who I punished when I was in New Jersey about twice. Uh, hopefully we can uh, convince him to come on the podcast one day to talk about his love for uh, K-pop and um, all things related to Asian culture. But going on to our guest today, we had a track on our good buddy Jim Barron. He plays in a band called Two Witnesses. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, Two Witnesses... Means to an end is out now. Hit pause. Go boot up your 
Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, whatever, and go listen to Means to an End by Two Witnesses. I love this EP. The music is so awesome, and I have high hopes for this band. I want everybody to be listening to this band. So it was a pleasure for me to be able to sit down with Jim Barron again. Him and I talk outside of the podcast, but it was cool to be able to have him come on and time it with the record because I believe in the band and I just want to help and do my part to promote them because I love a lot of things that are coming out of uh, Louisville. I support him and that band so much. So like I said, listen to Means to an End and then come back here. You can hear Jim and I break down the band. You can hear Jim get fired up about Game of Thrones. It's uh, so awesome. And I'm so happy to have been able to have Jim on the podcast again, especially for 300, because Jim is someone who's been solid through and through. Because, you know, along the way, 300 episodes, people, uh, you know, switch up on you, act brand new. And it's totally fine. Uh, People have their reasons. No hate. I'm just going to keep pushing. But when I meet people like Jim, who are just real 100% of the time, uh, excuse me, 100% of the time, that's just something I can really appreciate and someone that I can cherish. So shout out to Jim. Shout out to Louisville Hardcore. Shout out to Two Witnesses. Shout out Heartstopper. Everyone bug Jim and all the rest of the guys about Heartstopper. Maybe we can get some more stuff out of them. But please, strap in. Enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Jim Barron to the show. podcast jim Barron, how's it going it's good it's good thanks for having me back again no no this is a a great pleasure of mine obviously uh we're friends uh we talk and i'm just happy to 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 have you back to be able to talk about some new music that you're doing and um, everything else that will come up along the way yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's uh it's been very eventful since the last time i was on lots of lots of uh things have changed uh and all for the better for the most part and so so hopefully time has been well to you Mm -hmm. not to get too personal but i'm pretty sure you had bought your house you know in between so Mm -hmm. yeah i bought a house i'm live in my basement right now which is i've never had a basement before so uh i'm super excited about that I find that very fascinating because uh, out here in California, basements aren't uh, that common. So I, I'm just curious, like, you know, it, it, like you're in your basement. Do you ever have like, you know, cell service issues, Wi-Fi issues, or is it like built to, you know, uh, accommodate that kind of stuff? No, I mean, like we uh, when we moved in, we bought like Google makes like a like a like a three pack like router kind of thing. So we have a router in the basement, a router on the first floor, and then a router upstairs. So we get pretty solid Wi-Fi throughout the house, which is really nice. Okay. So 
that's yeah. awesome yeah shout out uh, google aka skylight <laughs> but that's yes. cool okay uh so i want to start off with the music uh you play in a band called two witnesses who i'm a huge fan of uh and for people um, who are in the know uh, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of the band uh but going back to when you guys put out the demo um from then till now how do you think it's been for the band it's been it's been good uh i mean obviously i mean now nowadays like you've really got to be like active and like constantly putting out stuff like i remember when we put out the demos or the demo we had like you know quite a few like spotify streams and like you know we had like a like a, a, a not like a lot but like a decent amount of like monthly listeners and then like as the summer progressed in the fall like those numbers dropped real hard mm-hmm. uh, and then once we announced once i announced that we were doing an ep started to trickle back up and so i'm just excited to put new music out it's been 10 months roughly um I, the demo came out in april of last year so we were supposed to have um a song come out before then um tyler um ldb is planning on doing a um like a louisville comp so mm-hmm. all louisville bands it's like 13 or 14 songs all different louisville bands um a few of my older bands have songs on it um as well as two witnesses and uh that was supposed to come out months ago but just with delays obviously pressing plants are like fucked and like shit's just crazy so like it was supposed to be out before the fest and like it's definitely not going to be so uh we'll have a song coming on that at some point but that'll be even later than the ep is coming out so uh you know look out for that i guess but lots of other uh, great bands are going to be on it lots of cool younger newer bands and some other bands that you might not have heard of it's going to be awesome but yeah so not having done anything for 10 months i'm just excited and ready to put this music out you know what i mean i started writing these songs pretty much immediately after we put the demo out so some of these songs are you know eight or nine months old at this point so yeah so you've been sitting on them for a bit and yeah how, how do you space out your time uh, like creatively when it comes to writing music? Cause obviously you've had these songs for almost a year and then they're about to be released. So the, the general public is going to finally be able to uh, get to uh, experience them for the first time. But as far as for you, the creator, do you, um, are, are you going to be able to enjoy this nice break and just chill and let the songs, uh, you know, be out there and be able to, you know, grow and bond with other people? Or are you just, uh, gonna be like all right cool those are finally out of the way not out of the way but obviously they're finally out i don't have to think about them that much anymore let me continue to write more or um are you just gonna sit back and chill for a bit i mean in the past so like when the demo came out those songs were also a year old because i'd started writing them at the beginning of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and then just kind of did nothing with them like just had them sitting and then when we moved back to louisville because i wrote those when we were still in california and so when we moved back to Louisville, that was when I was like, Hey, like we could do this. Um, and that was when I, you know, put the band together. Um, and so, you know, these songs coming like, you know, not quite a year old, but, you know, closer to a year old than six months old. Um, you know, I, every band I've been in, in the past, it's been like, let's write and record and get the music out as quickly as possible. So like, this is maybe the longest I've ever waited between like actively writing music and being like, this is an established band and I want to put this out, but it's also the most thought I've put into it. 
Um, it was the most hard on myself I've been while writing music. Um, it's the, it's easily my favorite music I've ever written. And so I think once it comes out, I'm going to chill for a little bit. I think the plan is I'd like to write an LP, um, but I'm not sure when that's going to happen or, or what the timeline is on that. I'm going to kind of not put too much pressure on myself because I have other projects that I want to work on as well. So I'm definitely going to, once the two and this record comes out, I'm definitely going to hit the grind again, but it'll probably be for a different band. Um, just to, you know, a palate cleanser, right? Mm-hmm. I can't just write breakdowns all the time. I've got to like switch it up a little bit. And as far as like your other members, I know some of them are in other projects as well. Do you find it hard to have to balance that as well? Because obviously, you know, some other bigger bands. Sure. I mean, uh, for those that don't know, Isaac from Inclination and Not Loose is in Two Witnesses with me. So I've been in bands with Isaac before. Uh, we were in a band called Heartstopper together. We were also in a band called Nine Eyes together. So I'm very used to having to work around Isaac's hectic, busy schedule. Uh, so being like, you know, Noctis is obviously first priority. And then it's like inclination. And then like all the way down here is like two witnesses. But he also doesn't really do any, like he hasn't so far, everything in two witnesses has been written by me. Um, obviously when I write stuff, I send it to Isaac being like, what do you think? You know, he'll kind of be like, well, have you tried this? Maybe let's switch it up this way. You know, he definitely has input as well as the other members, but for the most part, like everything up to this point has been purely written by me. Um, the next record is going to be more collaborative. We just, with COVID and everything, we just didn't have many opportunities to sit in a room together and really be able to grind out like songs. So uh, the next record, that's something that I want is to really sit and work with them. But yeah, like it's, it's tough with Isaac and then Peter, who also is an inclination plays bass two witnesses. And uh, you know, he's like, he's a teacher, you know, he coaches uh, sports. He, you know, he's a, father he's a husband so it's like he's very busy as well so we've got to work around that um seth who plays drums in two witnesses uh plays in a band called gates to hell that's doing a lot more stuff as well um and so i know that two witnesses is lower on their totem pole as well Mm -hmm. but uh you know i want to be as active as we possibly can be um And, you know, I have stuff going on and so does our singer, you know, we're, you know, we're all for the most part, most of us are late twenties, early to, you know, late four thirties. So like, you know, we're all busy. We all have stuff going on. So it's not like this could ever be a full-time touring thing, but we definitely want to do as much as we possibly can. with it. Totally. I I get that. When I look at uh, two witnesses, I was like, man, this is uh, a band that I I, I feel like will be like a a little more rare just because everybody has so much going on. Right. So, yeah. So for anybody who's listening, you know, enjoy it and see them while, uh, you know, they do stuff because who knows when um, you guys will you know be super active. But I I, want to put a pause on um, two witnesses real quick. You you mentioned Heartstopper. I have watched that LDB set. I was at 2019. Off uh, 2020 that was oh, right right before the pandemic 2020 excuse me and uh i, I and i i didn't know that was you because I, I think we started talking after that and like when i go back and watch those videos I'm like oh that's that's a gem up there that's crazy but i, I really enjoyed the the music uh is that uh being still gonna do stuff or uh, is it up in the air it's it's up in the air um jonah um who played uh second guitar in that band um uh, he used to live in Louisville. He's from he 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 was in Rismi's Razor. 
Um, so uh, he he doesn't live here anymore. He's back, so like I, I don't think he'd want to do it. Um, Brian from Not Loose plays bass in Heartstopper and lives in California now, so that makes things a little bit harder as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about Heartstopper. We'll have a song on the comp that is coming out uh, on LDB, so uh, there will be a new Heartstopper song coming. We've talked. We've gone back and forth about still doing it. It's just like it's kind of hard. Maybe we'll talk. We're all most of. I think most of us will be at ldb so maybe we'll, we'll talk about you know mm-hmm. what future plans are if we want to do more with that band but uh yeah it was super fun i think we only ever played uh two shows i think we played like two and a half shows how do you play half a show it was a split set uh yeah we uh so at the first big louisville show back uh it was the first two witnesses show inclination played um mm-hmm. uh, after the inclinations that Heartstopper did like two songs. Okay, for sure. So I was like, yeah, like two and a half, you know, two and a half shows or whatever. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, well at least uh, I'm happy to hear that it's not, uh, you know, uh, completely closed on Heartstopper. So uh, well, it's not like dead. It just kind of, you know, it, it is what it is at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, two witnesses, uh, how many shows have you guys played? Because I've seen the two videos that are up on, on YouTube, but uh, yeah. have you guys, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, uh, were there more? Yeah, we've played three. So we've played three shows uh, with the two that are on YouTube and then another one that should be coming to YouTube eventually, um, which was one of my favorite sets I've ever played. It was so fun. Uh, It was uh, with Shackled again Mm -hmm. and uh, Final Right. Um, Shackled didn't actually end up getting to play because we had to shut the show down because the venue got fucked up uh, during during Final Right set. Um, So we owe shackle the show uh so i can't wait for them to come back uh, and hopefully they'll be able to play because that was you know they were touring for their new record and i was really excited to like see those songs and then they couldn't play so it sucked but our set was fucking crazy and it was like you know it was a weeknight mm-hmm. louisville like there was only like maybe 50 people there but like it was fucking awesome it was so much fun um and so hopefully video will be coming out for that as well i know video was taken i just I'm not sure when it's coming out. Yeah, it's out there somewhere. And you, you say uh, 50 people. I, I think 50 people uh, can still be good, just depending on what kind of room. I think it depends on the the type of room. Because I remember I Absolutely. went to I, I went to New Jersey for a show, and my buddy who who put it on, um, he was hyping it up like, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Like uh, it was a stacked lineup. Uh, but then uh, he was like, you know, swung up and down that the kids were to come out. It was gonna be awesome. And while it was going on, he kept apologizing and telling me like, yo, like, sorry, like, um, I, I thought more kids would come out, but I'm like looking around this, this bar. I'm like, this place seems stuffed to me. And he's like, no, like there's easily like, you know, uh, like double the amount of kids here, but I'm like, how, how would they fit in here? This is insane. This, this looks like uh, like an awesome night to me. Uh, so I, I think it's just, uh, d- depending on, on the type of room and the type of people that trip too, right? Cause you could get 50 Absolutely. people that just stand around or 50 people that go off and, uh, you know, totally change the whole energy of the show. Totally. It's, it's about quality, not quantity. Right. Like, you know, I mean, some of the craziest shows I've been to have been just like basement shows, with like 30 people there, but I felt crazy because mm-hmm. you're in a fucking basement. You know what I mean? And then I've been to shows where there's like 200 people and it's not that wild. Yeah. It's like the vibes are off too many, too many weirdos. Exactly. Too many, uh, you know, I call them like woodwork, people woodwork you know, like yeah like when like like let's say like an older band comes through like oh, okay. I don't know, I can remember. like let's say like like bane on their last tour like mm-hmm. bane on their last tour you have all these people come out from the woodwork like people that haven't been to shows in like 10 years or 15 mm-hmm. years 
yeah. you know, all the people that just kind of like were tourists or, or just ancient at this point, um, they come and kind of, you know, the vibes are off because I'm just like, you don't fucking care. You're not, you, you, you stopped coming. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you don't give a shit about this anymore. I, I just experienced that. Um, uh, American nightmare just rolled through and uh-huh. I, I, I remember I was looking around the room and I swear more than half of those people don't come to normal shows anymore. And I, I say normal, but I mean like, like other hardcore shows, right? They're, they were only there because of uh, American nightmare. Sure. Um, and I, and I, and I'm seeing people from like, you know, years ago that I remember, I'm like, holy shit, like you still live here. Like, I thought you like moved away or something, but I'm like, oh, I, I get it. They probably just became like uninterested or they thought they're like too cool or whatever reason they have to stop yeah. showing up. But yeah, yeah they just became civilians. You know, they took what they needed from it and went on their way. And, you know, then they come back to, you know, capture some semblance of their youth, you know, through a, you know, 25 minutes set or whatever it is. And you know, it is what it is, but you know, I always just kind of have to roll my eyes a little bit and just kind of laugh it off. Just like, right, yeah, well. it, it, it's strange to me because I feel like I'm, I'm in like a weird, like time warp situation. So I'm like, whoa, wow. Like, like you stopped coming and like, you're back. <laughs> like, like what have you been doing? I, I, I was like, obviously like, I'm not like close with like people like that. Uh, Cause like a, a lot of my friends uh, who are in hardcore are still in hardcore. So like sure. when I see those people who I, I just recognize from just being, you know, being a local, you, you live somewhere for so long, sure. um, you, you start to recognize the people who show up locally, but yeah, but to see certain people, uh, you know, pop up out of nowhere, out of the woodwork, like you say, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I was younger, I used to get like, I, I like, I would get like really like I really felt some type of way about it. And mm-hmm. as I get older, I'm just like, look, I'm, you know, you've been doing this for so long and it's like, you see people come and go. It's just kind of how it is. It's the nature of it. And all my closest friends have, you know, either are my age and have still are still doing it. Um, or the young kids are awesome. And, you know, only maybe a fraction of them will stick around over the next few years and it just is what it is. Um, but yeah, I certainly don't like, you know, I used to get like, you know, kind of angry about it. You know, I'd be like, I'm mm-hmm. just like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It, it, it's weird when, um, like people will reach out to me who have like, who are, I, I guess like more casual these days about it, which is fine. You know, do your thing. I'm not gonna, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not anybody to, to be like a gatekeeper or, or whatever, but when people reach out and be like, Oh, Hey, like, have you heard of this band? And um, obviously like they, they wouldn't know, but it's, uh, but like it's, it, they'll, they're trying to tell me about a band that I'm actually friends with, like, like people in the band, like that I know personally. I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I, I know that band. But then also to, to me, it's just like, doesn't everybody know that band? Cause it, it's just so common. Like they're, they're like an active band, like doing shit. I'm like, I think everybody should know about this band. Right. No, for sure. I mean, again, it's just like, it is what it is. Like, you know, and there's circumstances where I totally understand. Like when I have a kid, like, do you think I'm going to be coming to shows as often, at least for the first like year or two? Yes. Absolutely not. I'm going to be too tired. Bring the baby um, to the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once I get to a certain age, fuck it, get in the car, we're going. But like, you know, up, in, you know, for the first like year or like year and a half, like, no, like, like, I'm sorry, I'm not coming to this show on like a Tuesday night, unless it's like a, an insane thing and like mm-hmm. I can figure it out. Like, sorry, I'm not going. Like, I, I'm just not. And even now, like, you know, like, you know, there's been times where like I get home from work and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do a single thing. Mm-hmm. Like being at a show is the last place I want to be right now. Um, so it really just depends, um, you know. But if you're like 25, go to every show. 
go to every show that you don't have an excuse period yeah i i i'm starting to feel that uh these days because um like the other night i had tickets to go see the wonder years right and i actually paid for these tickets like it, it was like a live nation thing and after all the fees and stuff it was like it was i think it was like like 42 dollars sure. and uh it, it was on a friday night if i remember correctly a yeah, friday night but i worked saturdays so uh, uh me and my buddy were uh talking and i was like i don't know if i'm gonna go because they're scheduled to play two albums front to back depending on what time they go on i might not show up because they had a full lineup there was like four i think four or five bands before them and right. I, was like, I was like okay i was like all right we, we got to figure out the the set times because i need to figure out if i'm going to do this or not and then sure enough we get the set times uh wonder years scheduled to go on at 9 p.m and they have to play two out al- two full albums front to back uh, i have to be up for work at like one in the morning so i'm like yeah this isn't happening and I, I i tried to give away my ticket for free but everybody that i knew that was going um already had a ticket um and none of their friends needed tickets so i just had this 42 dollar ticket just sitting in my wallet <laughs> no i have a similar story like a few years ago my wife bought me tickets for my birthday to go see uh the get up kids and I was like super excited about it, you know, whatever. And then when that time came that day, I just didn't have a very good day at work. And I kind of got home and I was like, I don't want to go. <laughs> I was like, I really don't want to go. And she was like, all right, that's fine. Like, no big deal. And so I just didn't go. And luckily I got to see them since then. But uh, yeah, I totally, I've been there. Like, I know exactly how that feels. Cause you just, I don't know, like maybe if I was younger, I'd be like, I spent all this money on this ticket, you know, cause like 40 bucks is like, it's not nothing, you know? Yeah. But now I'm just like, fuck it. I already spent that money, and that was months ago. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I, like back then, I, or if I was younger, I probably would have like been into the rush of like, all right, I'm gonna get an hour of sleep. We're gonna go to work the next day. Um, it'll, it'll be worth it. But yeah, and sure. like like even the, um, this upcoming week, um, or, or well, tomorrow of this episode dropping, uh, anxious is gonna be in town. Friends of mine, so I'm going to the show to see anxious. And then I have to go home because I have work the next day and I don't want to be out too late. Uh, sure. So, it, it, totally. yeah. And, and I never thought I'd be like this. I thought I'd be like, yeah, like, I don't care when I get older. Like, I'm still going to be able to work a full days of work off like an hour of sleep. But yeah, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, just is what it is. Like, I like, you know, I uh, I. I'm missing vein this upcoming weekend and I'm really bummed about it. Mm-hmm. But like. I'm going to be a universal. Uh, like that's, that's a pretty all right reason for me to be like, you know, like, like, you know, I'm, I'm bummed that I can't be there, but at mm. least I'm going to be. Yeah. It's not like yeah, you're going to be in town, right? You're. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, like for the most part, big shows like that, the only reason I would ever miss them is if I was out of town, like, <laughs> and it's always the last minute shows of the shows that haven't been announced for a while. Cause then I can, kind of book around it like mm-hmm. we had booked this like weekend trip to universal and then boom veins coming i'm like sucks can't yeah. like i can't like move around plane tickets to see this band that i would love to see that mm-hmm. i really like but like just is what it is yeah they, they still kill it live i i saw them at fya and they're they're awesome um, yeah I'm, I'm i haven't seen them in years at this point i haven't seen, you know because they kind of like laid dormant maybe not dormant but they just hadn't come through the midwest for a while and then the pandemic and mm-hmm. Just is what it is and so this is kind of my one shot at least you know on on, on this so hopefully hopefully i'll see them again soon 
Yeah, no, they're getting like real busy, and they got that new album coming out. So I think they'll 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 be back sooner than you think. That's what I, I that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like it is what it is. Like I feel bad for missing it, um, but the show's gonna do well. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna do well. Plus, like other good bands are playing. Like Karma from Chicago is playing that great, show. Great band. Uh, I'm really but Foreign Hands is playing, and like that new record is mm-hmm. so fucking good. Yeah, it just dropped it so bad, but. uh at least I'll have butterbeer. <laughs> and I'm curious, are you going to Florida or California? Orlando. Okay. And like, I'm not like a big universal head, but I've been to both and the Florida one's way better if I'm being honest. Oh, absolutely. So like, I always, I always say that I'm always like, it's like universal Hollywood is like, it's mad, whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot smaller from what I understand. And yeah. like, you know, so like universal Orlando, that's the way to go. But I'm picking Disneyland over Disney World every time. Okay, that's that's fair. Uh, and you can do Universal in Hollywood in like three hours, which is crazy, right? So anytime I go, I feel like I don't get my money's worth because I, we do all the things we want to do. And I'm like, wow, we can still drive home and go to Disneyland. Like we've done, like obviously there's days like that where we'll do both parks and we have way yeah. more fun at Disneyland than Universal. But when I went to Orlando... They have way better stuff. There, I, I I never remember the name of that coaster, but there's that one coaster where before it takes off, you can choose your soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Rip Ride Rocket. That's what it is. Yeah. Fuck that. Co- I'm not doing that one. That's the only. That's the only roller coaster I've ever ridden where I was like, I feel like I'm gonna fall out. Oh, I, that incline is like vertical, and like crazy. I just was like this restraint because it's one of those that just comes like over your waist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like I'm gonna fall out. I did. I, I did not like that sensation at all. Plus, the soundtrack thing wasn't working when we did it. So oh, I was okay, like, I, had to, I had to listen to like whatever fucking bullshit they were playing. So yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that was really cool because I was like, oh, we can have like a, our own like personalized like experience. And then somebody was talking about like secret menus with like new metal songs that I never got to check out. So maybe that's a, a thing or not. Um, but I think the thing that blew me away the most was. And also, and I, I got to preface, I'm not like a, a Harry Potter like head, so I'm not like the most knowledgeable. But I, I remember we're just like kind of strolling along, and uh, somebody we we're with, we're like, oh, the, like Diagon Alley is like right there. Do you guys want to check it out? And there's like this giant wall, um, and there's like these like gates, uh, and then you kind of just have to shimmy between the two gates because they don't like I, maybe they open, maybe they don't. I don't know. But, but we went in between the two gates and then like there it is like you know the the whole diagon alley and i'm like are you kidding me like if i didn't know i would have just walked by this and didn't even like know that this yeah. was here so like once we kind of shimmied through and saw that i'm like this is crazy but the, the one thing that like really tripped me out was there's there like this one section uh it was like really dark and i'm like why the fuck is it so dark back here and somebody was like trying to explain to me that it's like some shopping place in the books where like this is how it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like really dark and kind of creepy i'm like oh like the detail here is insane it's 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 unreal like most theme parks do not like pay as like attention to detail like Mm -hmm. like he does but wizarding world is fucking like up there like it is like to a T, like it, like you said, even if you don't really like Harry Potter, it's like you can't be in there and be like, "This is lame." Like, no, it's awesome. Like, it's so cool. Um, and what I like about Universal more than Disney is they have they offer an an express unlimited pass, where it's like fast passes, but it's mm-hmm. for every ride whenever you want, all day long. So That's imagine crazy. if every time you went to Disney 
you could go into the fast pass lane for every single ride every time you did it that's what it is at universal and it's awesome and it's you i mean it's a little bit expensive but Mm -hmm. it's worth every penny because like we did it last time and i don't think i waited more than five minutes to get on any ride so you've been on the newer uh, haggard coaster no not yet so none of that was there last time okay so so i'm excited to do that one and they have a few other new rides i think um that i'm excited to check out they have like a new i think there's new like jurassic park like roller coaster that looks pretty cool well i stand by saying that that haggard coaster is the best ride in a theme park that i've been on better than rise of the resistance the you know the, the new star wars ride I haven't. We we're talking about going to Disney in um like May or June because mm-hmm. we haven't been since like 2000, 2019, I want to say. So like I haven't been to like Galaxy's Edge. Like I haven't been to like any of the new like Marvel or Star Wars stuff that they've done like at all. So it's all gonna be new to me. Okay. Uh Marvel stuff super whack and this is coming from someone who loves marvel that that it, it's a cool idea i i love that there's a presence there but i feel like with the technology and some of the stuff that like like disney world's getting like disney uh like epcot's getting a, a, like an original guardians of the galaxy roller coaster and i'm like man why can't we get something cool like that um and th- there's talks of like adding some like you know i think like one or two more uh, attractions to the avengers campus but for what we have now it's it sucks if i'm being honest yeah. Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge is better than Avengers Campus and I like oh, I believe that yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like Yeah, I just I like I just I haven't done any of that so I I just want to do I just want to you know I want to see it all Check even it if out. it's I just want to yeah. do it all. I I just feel like there there was way more thought put into Galaxy's Edge versus like I feel like Avengers Campus are oh like hey like this feels like a, like a money grab like let's just drop this here uh cuz it, it's pretty pretty small space for what they they had to work with um and and there are or there were talks of like you know um like having like an expansion to like some of like the employee stuff or like you know backstage or whatever but i don't know i, I try like i'm so jaded when it comes to disney these days because I, and I, I you're talking about fast uh the the uh, fast pass and stuff that doesn't even exist anymore they have this like whole new service called like the lightning lane which is not worth it uh, me and my buddy andy uh, we bought the lightning lane like the first week it came out to to try to see if it was worth the like twenty dollars uh definitely wasn't uh it, it's a scam save your money uh but the one thing that they don't offer out here that they do in disney world is like you could uh, pay actual money just to get on rides like you know you, oh it's like today to uh, just walk on uh uh space mountain it's like 12 dollars uh you know and that's me throwing a random number like it like i'm pretty sure it fluctuates just depending um and I, that's something that i'd be more willing to to try because i feel like that would be more worth it because sometimes with the wait times i don't like i don't want to i i don't want to wait three hours to get on it right if i if i could bypass the three hours for 12 dollars i think that's a fair trade i yeah. it's certain some, uh, certain circumstances i'd be willing to do it like i'm not going to spend you know uh like maybe I'll write it like once or twice, but I, I'm not going to sit there and write it all day for $12. But I, I think if I did it once or twice, that, that would be fine for me because we're, I'm there for the experience. I'm not there to stand in line because the lines out here suck ass. Sure. Well, I mean, it's like at what point you've already spent so much money. What's what, what's the little bit extra, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it is what it is. Then I can I, I tell you about, about this story um, off air about how I, I saved this baby leaving Disneyland last time. 
yeah you really do <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy um but okay uh but going back to uh two witnesses obviously uh the record will be out today the day this episode comes out uh but I, i'm just curious hey, when, what, what day is the episode what, what day is this coming out uh the day the record drops two 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 <laughs> is that is, okay. that, yeah, yeah. is yeah. that an f2 yeah 222 yeah okay um but as, as far as i uh, you know you, you mentioned uh you were writing this right after the the demo came out uh how long did the recording process take not very long at all i mean so like i wrote all the music and like had demoed everything out on my computer um like you know i mean it i probably had the record done maybe like September, September or so. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of like, we're lazy with like, like getting together to actually do it. So then finally we were just like, I think December rolled around and we were like, like, we got it. We got to do this if we're going to have it done. Uh, you know, if we're, cause we were doing everything live, like everything on the demo was me. Like I did everything on my computer, like the drums are programmed, like, all the sounds, you know, everything, like all, all that was for my computer. So we wanted to do like an actual proper recording. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to be able to get Seth to come do drums and then me to do the rest of the instruments and then get Mo to do vocals. Like, you know, we knew it was going to take time and it did. It probably took like three, three weeks or so to probably get everything done. Cause it was like, we did drums in a day. And then the next week we did, all the guitars in in bass and everything and then the next week over the course of a couple of days we did vocals okay. and then and so then and, but then it took obviously we had to factor in the time for you know to get mixed and mastered um and like have like you know and then between all that like i'm working on sorting out getting the art done and like you, you know uh all that so so you know it definitely took a little bit of time but the actual recording process took about three weeks and for you, who uh, obviously you wrote these songs, how do you, uh, you know, come to the point where like, okay, this song's done. I can't, uh, you know, edit or change these riffs anymore. I got to just leave it alone because it's good. Uh, do you ever second guess yourself before you put songs out? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I, uh, no one wants to put out something that's underwhelming. Like everyone wants to put out music. That's good. Like, that's mm -hmm. the point. like, like, you know, you want to put out music that you think is good, but you also think that other people are going to think is good. At least that's me. So yeah, I put a hell of pressure on myself just because, you know, with the demo that was up to that point, the demo, I was like, I was pretty, pretty pleased with it. You know, I was like pretty pleased with it. Cause I'm not an incredibly technical guitar player. Um, you know, and, you know, I'm like, kind of like just all right at all instruments you know what i mean um well and if you ask tyler i'm not a real drummer so, <laughs> so there's that too uh, that. but uh but like you know so i was really trying to outdo my, myself and like trying to learn new things and implement new things that i had never done in music before at least playing guitar in a band and so yeah like you know i would send stuff to you know isaac and he'd be like you wrote this and i'd be like yeah like is that is, that, is that all right like this is the same he's like yeah this is great i'm like all right cool and like he'll tell me if something sucks like he's not gonna be like yeah cool good job man like because he's not gonna want to put out something that sounds like shit either mm -hmm. you know um which is nice you know to have that kind of like you know be brutally honest with me tell me what you think so 
Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of pressure. And like, you know, I mean, even my my lack of technical skills in instrumentation, one of the things that I think I'm that I think I'm pretty good at is just songwriting, like song structures, like knowing, you know, what all makes a song good, I guess. So like for me, it's a little bit easier to be like, all right, cool, like this song has all the things that it needs. Like it's the length is good, like the parts flow together nicely and it doesn't like overstay its welcome too much and you know things like that so that's more for me like one of my you know fortes if you will um whereas i lack more confidence in the like actual technical space i was listening to the record this morning uh i think i think i ran through it like about uh, two maybe three times this morning and uh excuse me and i had a good flow to it because uh, sometimes i'll listen to something new and I'm, I'm not, I was, I, I'm not like super familiar with it yet. So I'm just like, okay, can we get through this part or whatever? But when I was listening to the um, new record, I was like, Oh, this is, uh, uh, it, it's pleasant. Like I'm not like, I don't feel like anything dragged or like, I'm not like, you know, waiting for this uh, part of the song or this song to just get through so I can get to the next one. I, um, you know, enjoyed it. It felt like it had a good flow. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean like it's six songs, 15 minutes long. Like, it's not egregious. It's pretty reasonable. Um, you know, I think the longest song touches three minutes and that's only on one song. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, the rest of the songs are like in that two to two and a half minute, like sweet spot, which is kind of where I aim to be like, cause I hate fucking long hardcore songs. Like I cannot stand them. Like listening to a lot of bands from the nineties where they have like four minute, five minute long songs, where and and there's not enough to justify it being that long like oh there's tons of different parts like no they just play the same parts over and over and over and it becomes just monotonous to listen to i can't fucking do it i can't fucking do it um like i always tell like like the inclination guys because like you know we'll, we'll you know get to talking about music and like i know that they love like one king down and i like i like one king down but i prefer their later material but like the earlier stuff the like super hype like like all the 90s like you know all the all the straight edge kids like love the early like like more hate than fear and like all that um uh like bloodless revenge that's that record like more hate than fear is fun for like the two like first two minutes and then like there's another like three minutes after it and it's all the same shit and i just can't fucking do it so i like i'll listen to like the first two minutes and then i just go move on to the next one because mm -hmm. I, I get what i need from that but i can't do it anymore yeah uh it, it is interesting because uh i'm not sure what it is but yeah some songs or most songs don't need to go on for that long like unless there's like uh you know like variety or like there's like a story going on there but if it's like the same sure. thing yeah it, it does get old very fast and it's like wow this was this was good this these extra you know a couple of minutes don't need to be here right well i mean like you know if i'm listening to like you know like metal bands can get away with it because they have like intricate parts you know you listen to a metallica song and it mm -hmm. has like you know different different like you know stages of the song and they're all different and then you know or they all tie together nicely and it's an enjoyable experience but when you're listening to like a five minute fucking long song that's also just recorded pretty badly because the 90s i don't know what they were doing but like the, the hardcore bands like a lot of those records are not fun to listen to just because they sound like shit um and i don't even need like an overproduced record but like i need the bass to not just like sound like like tinny and like whatever like i don't know i don't mean to get all audio file on it but like like there's just little things like that where i just i can't fucking do it i can't mm -hmm. fucking do it. and i'm tired of pretending like 
like like it's it sounds good or that it, that it's great so i don't know no i i appreciate the audio file coming out in you because i didn't even know um you, you had that but i i, I get curious too because sometimes like I'll, I'll i'll listen to bands and i'm just like why did why do your recordings suck and i i, I sometimes i want an overproduced record because i'm like I, I wonder how much better this would be uh if it was recorded better and i know bands you know going for certain sound or whatever but i was like i don't know it's 2022 it shouldn't sound that shitty yeah no i mean like things things turn me off like things can really turn me off like i was talking about it on on i i tweeted about it recently i was talking about under the knife the hate breed record Mm -hmm. like those songs are fucking awesome it sounds like shit and i'm tired of pretending that it sounds good it is hard to listen to that record because it's not fun because the songs are great but like the drums are fucking awful and it sounds like it was recorded through a telephone into a fucking four track recorder and it i just can't stand it and there's other records like or there's certain other record like like colin of arabia great band it's hard for me to listen to because the drums sound rough and i just can't do it a lot of the time um you know and on the flip side you know i didn't really like uh, for and I've come around on it, but I didn't really like um, Time and Space, the Turnstile record at mm-hmm. first because I was like, "This is like way too overproduced. Like, it's just not." And I've come back, I've kind of reeled that in, and I actually like it now. But at the time, I remember listening to it, being like, "Fuck, like it's really polished, like almost too polished," to where I was like, "This just doesn't feel right." Um, I don't think that as much anymore. It's probably my least favorite recording of theirs, though. Mm-hmm. Same here. Uh, it's, it's it's my least favorite record like uh in terms at least in terms of like recording quality like i would rather listen to anything else they've done i like the songs a lot on it um but like glow on is like actually polished but like it sounds so big and like it's just really good and then like you know you listen to like non-stop feeling or even like you know like uh you know uh like one of the earlier records yeah, like except to rhythm or pressure to succeed exactly mm-hmm. like like it's a little bit more raw, a little bit more rough around the edges and it's really, but still nice to listen to. It's like the sweet spot, you know, it's like all about balance. And and for some reason, time and space at the time when I listened to it, I was like, it's just not doing anything for me, at least not like from an engineering standpoint. Again, I like it a little bit. I like it more now in that regard, but it's still probably the weakest, but things like that'll make a break a record for me. Like it really has to be like, it really has to hit like a sweet spot it can't be too rough around the edges but it can't be too polished mm-hmm. there's you know there's certain factors but will you write it off um in terms of like the live performance will you still go um, check it out live if you're not oh feeling yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely there's mm-hmm. hardly ever a time where a band sounds so bad on recording that i'm just like no thanks mm-hmm. you know because it would maybe be a it would have to be like the recording sounds like shit and i don't like their songs and then i'd be like all right cool it's just not for me um and then there's certain other things that just aren't you know for me like you know there's certain genres and styles that just like it doesn't matter what you do i'm never gonna be a fan like i'm never gonna like it Mm -hmm. my buddy my buddy john from chicago used to used to be in weekend nachos he sent me like a demo of him doing like he has like a new um like a like a doomy like stoner like metal type project called stomach so if that's your thing you should go check it out but he sent it to me and was like, let me know what you think. And like one of the songs was like fucking 10 minutes long. And I was like listening to it and it's so drony. And like, you know, I was like, this is just not my lane. Like, this is not my thing. So I told him, I was like, hey, like, 
I think it sounds good. Like for what you're doing, this is not my cup of tea at all, which probably means you're doing something right. So if I dislike it, cause I don't like any of this type of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, you're probably killing it. Like for the people that do like this, but it's just not for me. And I was like, so hopefully I hope you don't think I'm like dissing you. This is just not my lane at all. And, uh, you know, he was cool about it, but like, yeah, there's just certain things. Like it doesn't even it, like, like it, it didn't, it was, it was just his particular project at that time was not my thing. And he, there was nothing he could have done to make me a fan. Mm, interesting. Probably. Yeah, I, I gotta gotta check it out because I'm a, a fan of that band Sleep. Sure. Yeah. If you like shit like that, you'll probably like his stuff. Okay. Um, and he's incredibly talented, and he, I think he did everything himself on it. And, and it's again, he he's he's awesome. But like, n- not for me. But if you're into that kind of thing, go check it out because I bet it'd probably be right up your alley. Yeah, and shout out Weekend Nachos. What a, what an awesome band. Great band. Great band. One of the best, one of the best, best mid, top five Midwest bands all time. Yeah. So, and the fact that they're uh, you know, still doing music is cool because uh, obviously when they decided to, to hang it up, it was, I'm, I'm always curious where like bands that have uh, like, you know, um, an impact on, you know, where they come from, if they're just going to just up and disappear or if they're still going to participate and just do something to still contribute in some sort of way. Sure. I mean, John's been doing it for fucking i mean he's been doing this since like the 90s like early 2000 like late 90s early 2000s like he's been around fucking ever and even after weekend nachos ended he did a band called ledge for a while um he was in that band spine um Mm. and then you know he he got married and he has a baby now he has a he has a kiddo she's like i think she's a toddler at this point and so like obviously like he's toned it back quite a bit um but yeah, he still tries to be as active as he possibly can. And I foresee that kind of being my story at some point, you know? So, so yeah, like shout out, shout out John and weekend nachos for sure. Yeah. I, I, I always wonder um, how things will play out like in the future. Cause I, I had this, uh, uh, this guy who used to kind of show me the way back in the day when I was younger, he, he'd put me sure. on the bands and, giving advice and i remember one night we were having this conversation it was like me him and like my other like local friends because he, he was he was like uh like we're all southern california but he wasn't like like you know down the street from us he lived like 30 40 minutes from where we lived um and he was just like going around it was it was like the weirdest thing um he, he like going around the room he like pointed out like you know people he's like you're gonna drop out like you're gonna uh you know uh go on to you know be around for a bit and he, he got to me and he was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, you seem really into this. Like, uh, you know, you're going to be around for a long time. And, uh, and it was weird because he was right about everybody. And so I'm, now I'm thinking, like, <laughs> how did this guy know uh, to call out? <laughs> and it was, and I, I felt kind of bad, too, for the people that he called out um, that were going to be dropouts. Or maybe he influenced them. Maybe they would have. Maybe he's directly responsible <laughs> for it. Yeah, he didn't predict it. He, he was uh, controlling the narrative. Um, he, he planted these seeds in us because we were all like, uh, right. you know, we we're all teenagers back then. Um, but and now I, I just lost my train of thought where I was going with that. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I, I often wonder, I'm like, yeah, the, he was right. I I, I, I am going to be around for a long time. And I, I, I but I, I'm, I'm always wondering, like, will I ever, you know, give in or find something else that would take me away from this? But it's like, I, I, I can't imagine that because it, I, it's so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so involved and it's, it's like such a big part of my life. I'm like, there's no way there's nothing in this world that could take me away. Like obviously only like death or whatever. Uh, but um, other than that, it's like, yeah, there's no way that I would give up listening to hardcore, going to hardcore shows. Um, and everybody that I talk to listens to hardcore. So it, it'd be really hard for that to happen. Right. 
my only fear is like if i do stay in this for a long time like there's obviously plenty of you know quote unquote old heads that are sick but then there's a ton that fucking aren't and like i really don't want to end up like some of the guys we see on social media you know whether they're in like more prominent bands or not like mm-hmm. you know, that are just like oh fuck like i hope i don't i hope this is not just something that happens <laughs> you know with that, that comes with agent and being involved in like punk and hardcore so like you know and then it brings up the age-old question like is it better to burn out or to fade away and i'm like i don't really know which one which which is gonna be me so we'll see yeah and in due time we'll we'll see if uh, jim you know has a bad take and then <laughs> there goes <laughs> there goes everything I, but i i, I feel like uh, some of those uh, and see and it's weird too right because you're like how can someone who uh has done so much be so um i don't know if ignorance is the right word or who can be just i don't know just so out of touch with what's currently going on in, in the right. scene how um, did you get it in the 80s and the 90s and now you don't anymore like nothing has really changed that much mm-hmm. so like how are you so different and yet you're still involved in like trying to do music and stuff like that and like playing shows and like you know doing all this like where where did it go wrong like what changed in you to now that you like totally don't believe in or, or it just it's so strange to me i just don't understand it and i don't know that i'm i ever will yeah but also i'm like i i obviously i, I do have social media i have instagram i have twitter um, but i'm not out here trying to like change the world if that makes sense like i'll, I'll post i i feel like i'm posting just more about like the fun shit that i do obviously um i'll, I'll speak sure. up about certain things but um yeah i i don't know if i'll ever become that that blind to what's really going on because i'm uh you know I, i'm out here to, I'm, I'm talking to um new bands i'm trying to put on for new bands i'm talking to like the more established bands so like i don't know um how that happens like maybe they're like ambitions changed or maybe or I just like honestly I, I feel like like what they did in the past is kind of like their identity and like that's all they have so I don't know it's it, it, it is really strange I I hope to, to never do that um but <laughs> right no one wants that you know yeah kinda... but once but also at the same time if I do say something stupid please call me out like you know accountability exactly <laughs> strange times but okay um but going back to the record uh I, you and i have talked about this privately but i i'm i am curious um if, if you can speak about it publicly uh, uh the date uh for the record release yeah i mean well i mean like what well, like are you asking if there was like something behind it yeah yeah, yeah. like because i obviously like, it, it could have been any other day but uh, sure. is it because of no uh, it, no it well, it was uh i wanted it to since we were coming down to the wire so much with mm-hmm. like um, you know, when's it going to be done being mixed and mastered, like, et cetera. Plus, you know, like inclination put out two songs last week. Mm-hmm. Great songs. And so yeah. Great songs. You know, obviously it's, it's awesome. That music video is fucking awesome. Like it turned out so good. And like, I never thought that I'd see Tyler short in a, a fucking music video in my entire life. So uh, really sick. Um, but obviously I didn't want to like, not that in any possible world would we ever steal thunder from inclination, Mm -hmm. but like still didn't want, especially since we share members, I didn't want them to be like having to like double post shit. You know what I mean? And, uh, initially I was going to, we were going to drop the record on a Friday and I was like, I fuck, I don't think 
a Friday record is going to do well. Cause that's when so much new music comes out. Like it's just like, I don't want to get like lost in the shuffle. And then I was like, Oh, well we'll do it Monday, the 21st. And then I was like, man, Monday, it seems tough too. Cause like it's right after the weekend, like everyone's going to be working or, you know, whatever. And like, they don't want to fucking check out a new record. And then I was like, all right, we'll do it the Tuesday. We'll do it Tuesday. Cause you know, now it's, it'll be out like three weeks before the fest. Um, give plenty of people a chance to check it out. Um, hopefully, hopefully check it out before we play. And uh, cause we're going to be playing like a good chunk of the new songs from it when we play uh, LDB. And uh, yeah, it just kind of ended up working out. And then I was like, Oh, it's two twenty two twenty two. And then someone was like, Oh, Donda two's dropping that day. And I was like, cool. All right. Well, you know, and since then it looks like it's not going to come out on streaming. It's only going to come out. You got to go to STEM. Um, you got to go to STEM. So, uh, uh <laughs> yeah. So the win for us for sure. But you can't forget about Smirk. Uh, little Dirk's dropping that day too. So um, good thing uh, Kanye's on STEM. So um, he's not a factor. So now it's just two witnesses versus little Dirk. You know, gee, I wonder who will do better. <laughs> I'm putting all my money on two witnesses. There's, there's no way that that little Dirk record is going to be better than means to an end. Guaranteed. It's for sure going to be better. I'm sure. <laughs> Shout out to little Dirk. Um, no, but it's sick. I'm just, I'm excited for it to come out. I'm excited. I'm hoping that there's no, this is the first time I've like dropped a record on streaming, like advanced, like advanced, like doing it, you know, like, because I did it all myself because Tyler doesn't know what the how, like, I'm sure I don't know that Tyler knows how to do any of that stuff so I was like well, I'm not even gonna ask him um so I did it like, you know I have like a distrokid account you know whatever and when I'd upload I uploaded all the songs like last week mm-hmm. and you know all the lyrics got approved all the songs got approved and then I was just waiting on it to like hit stores and then Wednesday like uh, j- you know just like four days ago Wednesday, I get an email from DistroKid saying that they flagged one of our songs because of a sample in it and that stores wouldn't accept it. And if you've never uploaded music on or anything on DistroKid or something like that, it's like, like you can't just like swap out a song. So my only option was to abort that record and re-upload the whole thing with the sample taken out. And so I was like, fuck, well, I guess that's my only option. So I had to do that. I had to like stop all of it. I like stopped working. Like I was in the middle of like work and I was like, this is, this is top priority right now. Mm-hmm. Making sure this gets handled. So I had to like delete the whole record, re-upload it. I had to like edit the song down to get the sample off of it. Um, luckily it wasn't like in the middle of a song or anything like that. It was just the beginning. So I just had to trim it off and then re-upload everything and just like hope that it was going to be fine. And I got the email yesterday from DistroKid saying that the music was successfully sent to the stores. So hopefully on Tuesday when I wake up, it's all right there. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure because obviously it's like... It's a lot of pressure because if it doesn't fucking... Because like my friend's band Final Declaration dropped their LP Mm -hmm. last week. Um, Shout out Final Declaration. Uh, And like it was only on... it It was on streaming for like a day or two and then it just like disappeared. And like I'm sure that was a fucking headache for them to try to figure out how to get that re-uploaded and like what went wrong and all that. And so, you know, I'm just like, please, God, don't let that happen to this record. Like, please, like I, I tried to do everything by the books. I tried to do everything right. So I just really hope that there's no issues. 
Yeah. Well, I feel like if they told you you're good to go, hopefully there's a, no weird hiccups along the way. Hopefully it's able just to be up there and for everybody to, to be able to access it. Because obviously uh, I've seen all the promo going around for it. Um, I've posted some stuff about it. And then obviously yeah. on Tuesday today, I'm, you know, by the time people are listening to this, like, I'll have posted way more stuff about it. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping there's no issues. We'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. I'm, yeah you know. We're, I get we'll manifest, right? That's, that's what we do. Yeah, just so. like my good old buddy from Reno Valley, who called out the dropouts, who um, you know, uh, made me stay in hardcore for this long. See, there you go. Yeah, can you call <laughs> him up and maybe get some positive vibes on this? Uh, yeah, you know, I I had a weird falling out with him, and like I didn't do anything. Hold on, maybe I can't say that. I didn't. From my side, I didn't do anything negative, uh, but I, it was it was like one of those guilty by association type things. Sure. And and I've uh, and I just never uh, I talked to him about certain shit because it got like really deep. Like you know, people were getting uh, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. Uh, maybe <laughs> it's, it's so long ago. Uh, no, maybe I can't because these are some crazy things that, that that happened in hardcore that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, sure. So, uh, but. Like people were getting taxed, like oh, like um, I don't like you. You're playing this show, cool. I'm gonna show up, and you're either gonna pay me X amount of dollars, or I'm taking your guitar equipment. And I've seen people like legit, like walking off with their really expensive guitar equipment because they were getting taxed because people were being bullies. And um, you know, uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. Okay, yeah, let's just stop talking about that. I'll, I'll, this is something else I'll tell you off here because I, I don't want to get too into it because uh, it, it's. Uh, is it very political um in terms of uh, uh hardcore down here but uh, but anyways uh sure. yeah so uh, maybe one day him and i will clear the air because i have um it, it's been so long I still have a lot of respect for him and i give him a lot of credit because i i don't know if i would be here i don't know if i would be listening to the bands or have the experiences that I, i've had sure. um so uh, just l- life can be weird yeah absolutely absolutely i mean that happens to the best of us i mean you know, there's plenty of people that, you know, either don't see anymore or don't like me for whatever reason, you know, grudges get hold. There are people that like, to this day, I still am like, yeah, fuck them. I don't like them. But if you were to be like, why, what happened? I'd be like, I don't remember. <laughs> I couldn't begin to tell you. I, don't, I, I truly, all I remember is that I told, I, I, I made the decision that it was fuck them and, and never again. Mm-hmm. And but I don't remember why, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and and the and again the older i get the less i'm like okay, i mean do i care doesn't matter you know like unless there unless there's like a real good reason that like has stuck with me mm-hmm. for a long time like who gives a shit like see that that's funny because i thought it was the other way around i thought it was people not liking you because uh, the interaction oh, that we've had don't like me i mean there's nothing yeah. i can do to, mm-hmm. to help you like i'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea um, you know, I like to be liked. I like to, you know, I, I definitely don't go out seeking, you know, like, like hoping that people will find me abrasive or not like me. Um, I don't think anyone wants that. But uh, I, at some point, I have to accept that, you know, like, if you don't like me because of just who I am, or like, you know, certain things I do, like, unless, I, unless you have an actual point that they're like, toxic and like, bad, like, I can't just like, stop doing me like you know what i mean like at what point do i go this is just kind of who i am at the end of the day and so if you don't like that that's fine but like i'm not gonna like change that part of myself for you just because it's not you don't really care for it that much much respect 
I, I, I always get sad when I meet people who just aren't comfortable in their own skin. And I, I get that it can be hard, but uh, I, I always express like, don't you want people to like you for you? <laughs> it's not yeah. like, that's the way that I, I, I like to live. Cause I, well, and I think when I was younger, I was probably more self-conscious about that kind of stuff. And you know, the older I get, just like, fuck it. like you just realize that half the shit that mattered when you were, you know, in your twenties doesn't fucking matter at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I have a lot of friends, but at the end of the day, like there are like a handful of people that I actively try to see or hang out with. Um, you know, obviously there's my family as well. And, you know, you just have a, a bigger shit to do. Like, you know, at one point, you know, the, you know, hardcore was, is was everything. And it still pretty much is I owe everything in my life, as corny as it is. Like, you know, I met my wife through hardcore, all my closest friends through hardcore, like, it's literally been the only constant in my life for over half my life at this point. Um, but there's also more to it, more to life than just that, you know, you know, I have a career and, you know, I, you know, a family and, you know, other, other things that I enjoy doing as well. But like when I was 21, like I didn't fucking shit about anything else, but hardcore period. So, you know, things just change with time. It just is what it is. Like anyone who thinks that they're going to be the same in their thirties as they were in their like early, t- you know, to mid twenties, fuck it. If you are, you, you might be doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know you, I mean? you might need to reevaluate uh, your life. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's going well. But if, but if not, there, there might be some serious uh, changes um, needed to make. Sure. Um, yeah, and, and I, I totally agree with you because, like, I, I remember when I was. Uh, when I was younger in my early days in hardcore, that's, yeah, that, that's all I cared about. I didn't care about anything else. I, I remember, uh, you know, not wanting to do like the, the socially normal things as a high school kid, uh, you know, would do. Cause I, all I wanted to do is to go, go see as many bands as I can. Cause I, uh, at that point I was like, you know, still fresh, um, in hardcore. And I felt like, holy shit, this has been going on for so long that I didn't know about, I need to play catch up. So I need to go and see and figure this out. Um, and I'm, I'm still like that, but I just, I, I feel like I don't, uh, go out like every night. Like I used to, cause there was, uh, there, there's these string of shows, uh, shout out, uh, to, uh, be all end all from Florida. Um, who's in town. Shout out to my good friends and wise, uh, you know, they, they decided to hang it up, which makes me sad. Cause I felt like they had, <clears throat> A, a lot of potential as a band they just suffered from being so inactive um, which is fine sure. that, that was their choice but like i didn't get a chance to see any of their final shows because um, none of them lined up with what i you know have going on in my life uh versus like you know, th- these dates they're just on like like you know the, the worst nights for me like obviously it worked out for them because they booked it that way but i just couldn't see it and then the one night that i was going to go the, the venue pulls out and nothing happened so it was just like yeah it was just really bad timing for just a lot of that stuff Sure. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it is what it is. And shout out, shout out wise. They played Louisville once and, and the dudes were super cool. They were really nice guys. And uh, I liked them. I feel like it's the San Diego curse. San Diego bands, man. Like, You know, what's like, so funny is like, uh, uh, <laughs> they are, I, yeah, they are a San Diego band. I guess that's fair to say, but none of them live in San Diego anymore. Like everybody left. Right. Well, when I first met yeah. them, they were all from San Diego and my wife is originally from San Diego. So I like kind of chatted them up a little bit about that, but like, you know, San Diego's had a, you know, their fair share of like, you know, like, like pretty good bands that mm-hmm. just like, 
never really got to see their full of potential and i almost like see a pattern and i'm like is it something about i, San Diego? I, I think there is there's this band uh, from back in the day I, i'm not sure if you're familiar there's this band from fallbrook it's like san diego county this band called life or death life or death g- fucking one of the hidden gems of southern you southern know California okay so, Dude, yeah yeah absolutely uh sam my wife put me onto them and uh because she like grew up with like a bunch of those kids like those guys so like so yeah shout out them that record um uh the one that came out on 1917 um is fucking awesome i can't remember the name of it but but, but it is awesome yeah and then other bands like take offense uh, take offense loot acts it was another one loot acts yeah uh, and then uh, more recently misery uh misery, i felt yep. I felt like like when that band came out, they were so hot, and and I know they just played a show, uh, but I, I know like I'm, like members moved around or whatever. But I, I felt like God, they had so much potential, and obviously it's like it's their choice. Like you know, obviously they had stuff going on, so they you know, you know had to you know kind of pull it back. But I felt like that band could have you know taken over the world. They were so, and they they still are good. I I love that band, but yeah, it it is something I'm interesting about bands down there in San Diego that. Um, you know they'll they'll come around and make a really big impact but then just kind of uh, you know just yeah. fall back and uh, you know go I, 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 yeah I, I just don't get it sure no I totally I mean like San Diego is such like a legendary place it's like a, like I mean I grew up you know growing up I would watch videos of bands play the Che and like you know and then I went to the Che and I was like holy shit like if it was kind of weird I was like oh my fucking god I'm at the Che Cafe right now this is mm-hmm. crazy you know um, and so like yeah, I don't know. Shout out San Diego. We got some fucking awesome bands, and 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 San Diego is like a top five city in the United States. Like it's just fucking awesome. I love going there. Yeah, beautiful place. Beautiful. I've uh, you know spent some time down there. Uh, it, it, it's, it's great. I, I haven't been in a while, but but I, I'd like to go back at some point. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's like super clean, and like the food is so good. And there's so much culture and like it's just a beautiful place i love going there mm-hmm. yeah I, I i have a buddy uh who's uh i think is he from out there i'm trying to think of his timeline but he he spent a lot of his life out there so like uh he would take us down there and show us like the local spots that he would hit up places that i would have never even figured out sure. so shout out uh, his name's garrett and today's actually his birthday happy birthday garrett happy birthday garrett um, but okay, so I, and getting back to two witnesses, obviously you mentioned that um, you have a track coming out on this comp. Uh, was there ever any like last minute plans to maybe just try to get something out before the record is out, or were you guys like, all right, it's too close, we're just gonna let it rock, you know, full album? Yeah, I mean, like in a perfect world, like it would have been cool to have like a single come out or like something, you know, or like you know, we had talked about maybe doing a music video or things like that. But it was just too much. Like we just, you know, we didn't. I I didn't plan it well enough to mm-hmm. to pull off anything like that. Plus, like you know, doing a single and stuff like that. Like like it's more like like you know, it would have been cool if like you know one of those like uh, like an online publication like had put it out for us or something like that. But like I don't even know how to go about making something like that happen. Like I have zero connections in that world whatsoever. Like it's cool the bands like are able to you know get you know like you know you know check out the new single from this band's you know new record you know like that's awesome i have no idea how to make that whatsoever so you know it was like we could have done something like that maybe if we had more time but i was just like fuck it dropping the whole record but this is even different than what i've used to do because like i would drop a record like day of like no promo like Mm -hmm. here's a new record listen to it 
Um, so this is the first time I've been like, here's a new record. It's coming out on this day, like in the future. So like, this is even like a new thing for me. Okay. Well, and gradually you, you can work into all that other stuff for, Exactly. for the full length. There could be the music video, the premiere on dreamrk.com, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the plan. That's the plan. So, you know, um, you know, first I got to write an LP, figure out who's going to do it, all that shit. Um, but that's, 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 that's something to worry about later down the road for now. I'm just going to enjoy that this record is done, that it's going to come out with good timing. I'm super excited for the fest, um, for LDB. Um, you know, I think after LDB, I'll breathe a little bit more like, cause I'll just like be able to like chill and focus. Mm-hmm. And okay. So, uh, the EP is coming out on, um, LDB records, which is awesome. Right. I, I, I think that, uh, is super cool. Cause I obviously love, uh, Tyler. I, I love the, the label and um, the bands that they put out. So I'm just like, Oh, cool. Uh, I, I feel like when I look at that, I'm like, that's a awesome fit. And obviously you guys are local makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like, as like I put feelers out, um, Tyler pretty much from day one was like, I'll literally do, I mean, he's pretty much told me like any band you ever do, like, I will like whatever you want. Like, like I'll do it. Like no worries. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, I'm kind of glad that like, you know, it like, I didn't really get any kind of like interest anywhere else. And so, you know, he was like, I'll do it. And I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Like, let's do it. Like, you know, put on, like you want to put on for us. And like, you're one of my closest oldest friends, like let's do it. And he's been great to work with. And then um, my friends in Kansas city are doing our tape. Uh, they're kind of like the USA, like affiliate of like the, that German label uh, filled with hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're doing our cassettes. So shout out filled with hate USA. Um, and my buddies, uh, Ryan and Taylor, uh, they're, uh, they're awesome guys. Uh, they're doing really cool work. They're working with like a bunch of like, you know, heavier, like hardcore bands, um, in the Midwest and, uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. And as far as the, the tapes, is it just normal clear cassettes or did you get to pick any cool colors? Yeah, we're doing some, we're doing some, some, some different colorways. I'll have more info on that soon. We were hoping to have them in time for the fest. We still might, I don't really know yet. Uh, but if not, you know, we'll be putting them up with like, 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 uh, any other kind of like you know leftovers from the fest as well so and then records should be coming not too far gone they'll definitely we'll definitely have records at some point this year okay this year yeah because i I obviously i I know the whole situation uh with the plants backing or you know being backed up so i i I was i was gonna ask but okay so i'm I'm happy (laughs) that at least it's at least some point this year because i know stuff that's getting pushed to 2023 which sounds so futuristic right now, but um, that oh, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I should say hopefully this year. I mm-hmm. mean, as it, as it seems, you know, um, we're we're gonna have the music turned in here soon, because um, uh, it's gonna be uh, it's too long to go on a seven inch, so it's gonna be an LP that also has the demo on it as well. Oh, that's good. So, so um, for people who are uh, you know late to the train or already established fans, can get the whole experience on one vinyl. That's right. That's right. I'm hoping I want it to have, I want it to be one side's the EP and the other side's the demo. So hopefully mm-hmm. we can make that happen. But Work if not, it is what it is. 
and I, I'm curious who, unlike uh, the these promo flyers I'm seeing for uh, the new record, uh, means to an end. Who did that new logo, and is that what you guys are going to be rocking with going forward? Yeah. Um, so uh, when we first did the demo and everything, um, I had um, X from Delaware, who's in like Gridiron and um, like Vicious Embrace, like all those bands. Uh, shout out, shout out X. Mm-hmm. He's awesome to work with. Uh, he did our demo art and like logo and everything. And uh, I still love that shit, but I wanted to do something just a little bit different uh, with the new record. And so I had first hit up this guy, John Mayo uh, from Canada to do our art. Cause I really liked a lot of the stuff he was doing. And uh, you know, I was trying to go for like, 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 like the hunter demons, like self-titled, like samurai kind of vibe, mm-hmm. just like paying homage to that. And uh, he fucking killed it. Like, I love what he did for us. And then doing, a, he was like, I don't really do like logos except for like graffiti type stuff. Like I don't like lettering is not my special specialty. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So the only other person I knew to hit up that I knew would do a good job is Mully from year of the knife. Um, so I hit him up um, and he fucking killed it. He did. A, I, he, d- he did a better job with it than I could have ever imagined. I'm super happy with it. And uh, I fucking, I love it. So yeah, that's what we're going to be rocking with for the foreseeable future for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. Man. I, it, it, it makes so much sense that, um, you know, uh, Tyler Mullen did that logo. Cause I, cause I look at it. I'm like, yeah, that, that, cause it always looked familiar to me, but I'm like, who the hell did that? Cause I, I never asked you. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love Tyler Mullen. Um, and I'm hoping, uh, cause I, I have a shirt with the old script on it, which mm-hmm. is like, uh, you know, one of my prized possessions. I, I still haven't worn it. I'm saving for a special occasion. It's oh, like, shit, yeah. it's like hanging up like in this section back here. Oh um, shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. We, um, I'll make sure that when we get, uh, our fest merch, I'll make sure I set stuff aside to send to you. I appreciate that so much. Um, yeah, but that's cool. I, I appreciate the logo, but I mean, as far as the title of the record, uh, and to, to be transparent at, at this point, I have the record, but no title track. So I'm not even sure if there's like a, a, a title track on the album or no, there's no, there's no song called means to an end, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it means to an end does get said on the song. Um, Cause it's really dark. You know, I didn't write any of the lyrics, you know, I did, I did all the music and everything, but uh-huh. Bo is the mastermind behind everything. And, you know, he's had like such a crazy, interesting life. Uh, so all the songs are super personal and, uh, and really touch on some like, you know, darker subject matter. And so, yeah, it's, I'm super excited for people to hear it. Cause it's really just like, he killed it and he, but he gives a really good vocal performance better than i mean i've been in bands with mo before mm-hmm. and i always liked his vocals but it's kind of an acquired taste um and he like he did such a good job like i'm i'm super excited for people to hear it yeah i i i'm really enjoy his vocals because uh when i i don't even know what it reminds me of but i'm like yeah this guy sounds uh you know pissed off and it sounds like very fitting for the music yeah so like there was no like weird adjustment that I had to make with like my my ears when I was listening to the music. I'm like, yeah, this just to me, uh, it, it just fit like, you know, just right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how it was for me. Like, I mean, you listen to Death Threat and like I remember the first time I ever listened to Death Threat and I heard Aaron's voice on it. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so different from mm-hmm. like what you would expect, but it fits so good. Like, and now it's like, you couldn't imagine listening to Death Threat with like anyone else singing. That's kind of how I feel like with Mo's voice. I'm just like, 
it's definitely not what you would maybe expect to be on something like this, but it fits somehow. At least that's how it is to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's how it was when I like first started listening to Agnostic Front back in the day. Right. I was like, yeah, is- same. Also, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. another one, especially the later era, like Agnostic Front stuff when Roger's voice gets like super crazy. Yeah. So okay, hell yeah. But I'm so did did Mo pick the album title or was it like a collective? Yeah, Mo, no, Mo was like, I was like, what do you want to name the record? And he was like, I want to name it this, and I was like, cool, love that. Um, and then he had like sent me the lyrics, and I was like, holy shit, like these are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it I really liked his his uh like theme overall to the whole record. So yeah. And I know it's uh, still a bit early, but people who want to maybe uh, purchase or pre-order, will that be a thing anytime soon? Because I know that things are still in the air when it comes to vinyl, but have you guys even put any thought into that? Um, I mean, no, I'm sure Tyler will have, Tyler will, LDB will come up with all the, like in terms of the vinyl, like whenever that's like more come to fruition i guess Um, tapes will be much sooner and they'll we will have them on our you know we'll have obviously like if you can see a show like we'll have them um or we'll we'll have them on our site or you could buy them from filled with hate usa on their on their web store as well and you know tapes vinyls those are um, already locked in have you ever thought to maybe tap into the cd market initially that was what i was going to do I, initially i was like fuck records like it's too long of a wait. like i'm not doing it um and i was like well maybe i'll do cds and maybe i'll do them myself because i tyler was like i don't want to do cds and i was like totally understand um and i'd even i'd even danced around with the idea of like me starting my own label and just doing like cds um but then I was like, I don't feel like taking that on. Like, that's just such a, like a, like an extra like burden that I just don't have. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was in the middle of like buying a house and shit. And I was like, I don't have fucking time to like start a record label right now, you know? Um, and so I just kind of folded and I was like, you know what? Just do the fucking vinyl. Like, just do it. Like, if you, you want to take the risk, like, I'm not going to stop you. Cause he was like, he was down no matter what. And I was like, all right, cool. And then it wasn't until I found out that my friend was doing this like tape label that I was like, fuck like you we do you want to do our tapes and he was like yes absolutely so it all ended up working out and i haven't really thought about i've had like a couple people be like are you doing cds and i was like i don't know i mean it, maybe if there's enough demand but as of right now i haven't seen it yeah i'm trying to think of who like the last hardcore band that did like a major run of cds that i could think of well that foreign that new foreign hands record is like cd only i'm pretty sure pretty sure it's just CDs. oh through days yeah, three um, days. Yeah, because I, I think the last CD that I got might have um, uh, was from from within because they're doing uh, CDs for for a bit. I'm not even sure if uh, they did CDs for any of the newer stuff. I'll have to figure that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out days. Shout out foreign hands. Yeah, yeah. Shout them out. Yeah, because I know they they've been working on that for for a minute based off like some of the members that I follow on social media. So it's cool to see. Hell yeah. See yeah, something I'm like that happy. come out. Foreign hands is was incredibly underrated really good band all those all those dudes are super talented and uh i'm super excited that they're getting like some fucking serious attention off this new record because it's really fucking good like i'm seeing people tweet about it or like talk about it that like don't really talk about music but especially new music mm-hmm. so for them to like see for like i'm like oh shit like this is like reaching people like that's cool yeah and i i always i'm always puzzled when uh, a, a band that puts out quality music uh, gets overlooked i'm like how does that happen like it's here it's easy 
you know, some people are posting about it. Like, like I, I, I'm happy that those people are in tune, but I'm like, how, how is it being ignored by like the, the masses when I know that if, if people just heard it, that they would like it because they love this type of style. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's so crazy because foreign hands has been a band for a while too. Mm-hmm. And they like, you know, when the metal core like revival was happening, like, you know, they were around, but like they weren't being like overlooked. And now that the medical revival is like dying out pretty hard. And there's only like a few bands that are kind of like big in that space currently. Um, I'm glad that they're like going to be one of them. Yeah. I, I, I want to see foreign hands go on tour with uh, this or that band from Florida contention. Oh yeah. Yeah. Too or often. even like, or even like a foreign hands, like dying wish tour. That would be awesome. Like that would be perfect. Shout out Portland. Yeah, shout out Portland. Shout out Dying Wish. That fucking I, I saw them on the, they they played Louisville on that Acacia String tour, and they were my favorite band that played that night. Absolutely. I'm not a big Acacia String guy. I mainly went to see um, to see Dying Wish, mm-hmm. and uh, we we're we're friends with uh, some of the dudes in that band, Orthodox from Nashville. So shout mm-hmm. out Orthodox as well. Yeah. Um, Dynish was like uh, super busy for a minute because I remember I'm like, didn't they just play? They're back again. That that's awesome yeah. to to, to yeah. see them uh, keep it up uh, and, and doing things, especially for Portland. Because I think of um, Portland, I'm like, who else is out there? Because I'm definitely not in tune with what's going on besides Dying Wish up there. For uh, I mean, well, I mean, the Pacific Northwest is such as a strange place for me when it comes to hardcore. Uh-huh. Like, because I mean, I really think about like the band, like the amount of bands that have come from there that I like or that are worth like, you know, for me to like worth talking about, like, you know, cause like coming up when I was young, you know, it was like, you know, champion was fucking huge and mm-hmm. like, like try, like people really like trial and like looking back, both of those bands are fucking awful. And I fucking don't ever need to listen to either of them ever again. Um, but like, you know, then there's like other bands, like, you know, like it wasn't until I was like older that I, you know, found out about like brotherhood mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, like, you know, I think for you, like people for like, don't realize that like poison idea, at least I didn't when I was younger, realize that like poison idea is you know from there. So like, you know, there's that. And then like, you know, Rainfest. there was like certain, you know, the Rainfest era, there was like a, you know, few select bands, you know, like I remember uh, it's like wreck and power. I think those were like two of the bigger bands from that area that I remember. Um, but they never got super, like like really big they were just like people knew them because they would play like sound and fury and they would play Rainfest and like shit like that mm-hmm. and now you've got dying wish and odd man out is another one i don't know if they're from portland but i know they're from like that general region so yeah there's some newer ones too like i know people are like i see like my friends from the bay talk about that uh I think it's uh end of days mm-hmm. yeah and like that shit's real cool um so you know shout out it's like it seems like you know like they have that cool uh like just another gig thing that they've been doing that's really cool i think that's gonna like help propel like their scene in those bands up to like a more like national platform if you will yeah the 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 one band that i ride super hard for from up there uh, is that band called change I, I just, oh right yeah 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 i forgot yeah shout out them too as yeah, well yeah shout out change like they're they've been really kind to me but um outside of that i, I think just like that that album that they put out is perfect i i, yeah. I just love that style of hardcore yeah um shout out uh gag gags uh you know always killing it i forgot about gag too yeah, yeah. The, there's tons of big bands from that from that 
area, but no one's ever like, man, Pacific Northwest hardcore is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like, like the way people talk about New York or, you know, Chicago or LA or, you know, Southern California, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's always been overlooked, but there's tons of good bands in that area. Yeah. And shout out lower species too. Uh, I, I feel like the, like the the best roadmap is like you know to, to do like a like a regional thing you know fly out west start out in the pacific northwest work your way down or do it in reverse start down here work your way up whichever but i, I think that's just such a cool route because like that scene does get overlooked sometimes when mm-hmm. they they have had consistently good hardcore um you know uh you know um all time so uh i i think that uh i, I it's just one of those weird things like like why do they get overlooked sometimes. Why do tours not want to route up there? Who knows? Uh, maybe it's too much rain, whatever. But like, there's good music. There's always been good music up there. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So it's nice to see them getting a little bit more recognition, or at least more people talking about the bands in that in that region. I guess is really cool. Uh-huh. I, I went. I, I had a a vacation in Portland. This is back in like God it had to been like 2012, and. Uh, I I remember I was like you know this is like so foreign to me I'd never been here, and my my buddy who I was staying with he he was like yeah like don't worry like I, I got time off of work like we're gonna hang out we're gonna do fun stuff like the whole time we're here and like one day he he's like getting ready to go to work I'm like what are you doing I thought like we were hanging out the whole time he's like oh don't worry like I, I'm gonna uh, send you off with my roommate uh, she'll take you around for the day and I'm like all right cool this is uh kind of strange because i didn't know his roommate it was just like you know strangers hanging out so i'm like whatever like let's try to make the best of it and she was like a super fan of this ska band i think they were called the slackers if i remember correctly and i i I, she was like you know like like super fan like knew the guys or whatever so she's like yeah like like, we're gonna go to this venue called uh the branks i I think it was called it was like in some warehouses and she's like yeah it's it's gonna be like a fun show i'd never been to a ska show so i'm like this is weird i've been to a million different types of shows in my life but never been to a ska show yeah and so I, I walk in and I'm like, damn, this is so weird because I'd never experienced anything like this. But I saw some random kid in a harm's way hoodie. And I was like, OK, cool. I was like, I was like, at least I'm seeing some sort of like resemblance sure. of hardcore. There's a dude in a harm's way hoodie. And now I, I don't feel so out of place. And then I just stood there and watched the show. And it was really interesting watching these people like skank and just have the time right. of their life. I'm like, oh, this is so cool to see people uh, be able to have that kind of fun like I do at a hardcore show, like with a different type of genre. Sure. No, absolutely. Yeah, I've actually, I don't think I've ever been to a Scotia. So uh, maybe, you know, there's there's still time. Maybe I can, maybe I can catch myself at one someday. I'm not a big Scott guy, but like, yeah, I'll try anything <laughs> once, you know? Yeah. And to this day, that was the only Scotia I've ever been to. I haven't, uh, <laughs> it, it, it didn't capture me like some other no stuff. No part of you since then has been like, damn, I can't, I got it. I can't, I missed that rush. <laughs> Yeah, but all I could think about was like, oh, this is a cool venue. I wonder what it would be like to see like a hardcore band there. And, and like, I think, I think like a week later, TUI was playing there. So I'm like, damn, why did I come this week? I should have came the following week. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But okay, going shout out. Yeah, Dying Wish. Shout out Portland. Um, and as far as, uh, you know, shows post LDB, do you guys have any plans or are you guys just kind of, um, you know, leaving it open? As of right now, we have no plans. Um, I know that after LDB, um, obviously, Noct is going on tour um, with like Koyo and Movements, and uh, that's a big tour. Yeah, it's a good tour. Um, so they're going to be gone for like a little over a month, and then they'll be back for you know I think a good chunk of the summer. They're back. Um, 
so we're definitely trying to i want to get out and play like i want to you know do like an extended weekend run kind of thing um if we could do one or two like that'd be awesome we have nothing concrete yet nothing set in stone but definitely something that i'm interested in would like to do other than that i'm sure there will be shows popping up locally that that will jump on and you know we'll try to play out as much as we can but as of right now they're like ldb is like nothing is set in stone after that mm-hmm. and i'm curious uh you know early earlier you mentioned about you know seeing these numbers fluctuate with the the timing of these drops and then things kind of falling off are you uh you know concerned at all about how to keep people like you know uh listening unfortunately being what it is what it is like we're never like i said we're never going to be like a full-time touring band so like we'll play as much as we want like it'd be cool to like get asked to come do things in other places you know because even inclination like they're not a full-time band and Mm -hmm. they'll never be a full-time band um, but you know, they've had all these really incredible opportunities to go out and play. And so if we can even tap, tap into like a fraction of that, that'd be awesome. I don't, I mean, I brought up the Spotify listeners thing. That's not something that I actually give a shit about because I don't fucking care. And nor do I care about streams. I just care about putting out music that I like, that I hope other people like if it's their thing. Um, and that, you know, when we play shows, people have a good time. That's really all I care about. Like, I mean, that's all I can ask for. It's like, you know, I can't, I don't i'm never gonna you know we're never gonna hit like crazy numbers where i'm never breaking like the billboard or anything like that but like you know uh it would be cool to you know get it out there as much as possible and and see you know who all likes it you know that's more what i'm curious about like do you like it do you hate it like either way i'm cool like i just want to (laughs) know you know well over here I'll be banging the two witnesses drum like I have been since the demo. Uh, so I'm going to yeah. do my do my best to tell everybody that I can about two witnesses and that they need to that. Uh, get in tune because uh, like who I, I forget who I was talking to the other day. They were asking me about um, who was coming on uh, the podcast today. And I was just like, two witnesses. Have you checked them out? And they're like, no, I haven't. But I heard about them. I'm like, OK, well, stop being lazy and go listen to them because they're awesome. There's, yeah. a, there's a reason you're here today not not just because we're friends but because i, I believe in the music I, I i love the music so i want people to to know and to be able to to have it on their radar so that they can go check it out too and have their own opinion sure no i appreciate that yeah no you've been like our number one champion outside of like our immediate friends group like you know what i mean like and uh you know i'm, I'm really grateful for that for sure okay well i i, I appreciate the talk uh, about the the band the the, the new record that uh, you know has me excited I'm, I'm happy you're here for that but i would be remiss if i didn't talk to you about some marvel stuff uh sure. th- there's a lot there's a lot going on there's some shade thrown your way uh you know i i felt you were throwing some shade out there, there there's a tweet i'm I'm, trying, I'm, I'm paraphrasing too because i can't remember the, what you tweeted exactly uh but you're, you're you're talking about wanting to listen to more marvel uh, type of podcast and I'm just like dude I wonder if he even listens to the uh, Tyler Short and Jamie or K episodes um, okay first of all I don't rem- I don't okay if, if so are you calling me out right now is that what's happening yeah I was just like you're calling me out. I was like what is what is Jim tweeting about it one of his closest friends Tyler Short does these awesome podcasts he should be listening why is he looking for more this should be enough I need to make sure that this is something that I actually said <laughs> Because I don't know that I've, I don't remember ever tweeting anything like that. So let's just, let's okay. see. All right. Jim is live looking up his tweets. 
I am. I'm literally looking at him right now. Um, either way, so okay, so here's the thing. I love Tyler. Tyler's a great guy. Um, I talked to Tyler like after Eternals. I called him. Like we talked on the phone like until like one in the morning, like we were for like an hour and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to Tyler about stuff like that when I see him and stuff. But Tyler's also very passionate, uh, to say the least. That's like my nice way of putting it. Tyler's very passionate about his opinions and whatnot. And so can I be. So for me to listen to the things that he says on your podcast sometimes, and for me not to like jump in or be able to rebuttal, I, ca- I can't put myself through it. Because mm-hmm. we don't always agree. Like he is thoroughly team cap. Like he has been like since Civil War. And I'm like thoroughly team Iron Man. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like we have a lot of differing opinions on things. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, so there's that, but uh, like, yeah, no. So it has nothing to do with like you, like I could talk, I could talk to you and listen to you talk about it all day. And it's not even like no diss to Tyler, but like in my free time being listening to his strong opinions without me being able to either chime in or whatever. It's like, fr- it's more frustrating sometimes sometimes because i think i tried listening to the black widow one and i was like mm-hmm. i don't agree with a lot of the, what he's saying right now that's amazing i don't remember specifically what but there was like times so then every subsequent episode that comes out i'm just like don't do it don't put yourself through this man you know unless it's like something that i know that we're going to agree on like mm-hmm. i'm sure we totally agree on I'm, I'm sure we both have the same things to say but like i was you know when we both were like eternals was not good and we didn't like it like that felt good because i was like i really hope he didn't like it mm-hmm. or you know i'm sure he felt the same um and i'm sure we both really like you know like no way home and you know you know i know we both really like shang chi and like hawkeye and all the subsequent things but there have been things like black widow that have come out that are a bit more polarizing where i'm like all right you're being a little bit too nice you're being a little bit too kind okay you know or, or just maybe we have different opinions on like, you know, bigger points of the, the storylines. So, but yeah, so that's why it has nothing to do with you or like not wanting to, uh, you know, to whatever it's more, it's more because I've known Tyler for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I can save myself any of that pain, I will. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, do you know where you're at when the new Doctor Strange trailer dropped? I think it was during the Super Bowl. Yeah, so yeah, I, I like was often on watching the Super Bowl, uh, not paying attention to super high. Like I had it on the background, like while I was doing stuff, and then I was on, I got on Twitter, and like someone was like, "Oh man, that Doctor Strange trailer was fucking sick," and I was like, "Oh fuck, it's out!" Like I had, I like didn't even realize it. So then I immediately like turned off whatever my wife and I were watching, and I like pulled up YouTube, and I was like put your phone down like we we need two minutes we're mm-hmm. watching this i like put it on like obviously i'm just sitting there like the fuck is this is crazy and there's so much to unpack like i don't still don't fully understand like i've been tempted to watch some like easter egg like breakdown videos and i haven't done it yet just because i'm, I'm almost kind of wanting to be like in the dark a little bit like about what, what what's gonna happen um you know i'm super interested to see what's gonna happen with Wanda, I'm excited to see if we're going to be introduced to, I think, you know, that they were, you know, is this where mutants come into the MCU, you know, like things like that. So I'm just, I'm pretty curious, but I also kind of want to avoid spoilers, at least explicit ones or even potential, you know, ones. 
but I, I don't know. What what are you, do you are you excited? Did you like the trailer? Oh, hundred percent. I'm dying for spoilers. If I'm being honest, You're dying for spoilers. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm dying for spoilers. Um, yeah, I, I follow this very specific YouTube channel, and the people over there do like a really great job of like breaking things down. And I cool. I, I, I almost think that they're like um like shills for these companies because they make these predictions that have been so accurate over the times that I'm I'm thinking that they get like you know information you know before the sure. general public because it's a like. And granted, like a lot of this uh, content is like out there, like there's like source material and stuff, but for, for them to like be so spot on all the time, I'm like, yeah, these guys must be shills. Like I got to, which is fine. I, I like it because I'm, uh, it, it just has me wondering like, okay, is this prediction going to be right again? Um, which, uh, which YouTube channel? It's this channel called new rock stars. Yeah. New rock stars is really good. Yeah. yeah. I like them. Yeah. Um, I like them a lot. Uh, they're probably my favorite one. Well, that or like I'll, I'll watch like Nerdist stuff. Mm-hmm. Just they, they do a really good job of like breaking down stuff as well. Um, because like I had to like we uh we watched The Witcher. Okay. On I don't have you watched The Witcher? No, I, I I'm not in tune. Uh, you know, I I, I always um, talk to my buddy uh, Nate because he's really into the video games. I'm like, damn, like should sure. I watch the show? Should I play the game? He's like, you should do both. Like they're fucking awesome. Right, like, as so I never played the games and I had never seen the show. My wife was like, "Will you watch this with me? Like, it'd be fun for us to watch together." And I was like, "Sure," and fuck, it's awesome. It's so good. And I've never, I'm not like a big DC guy. Like, I don't think I've seen any of the DCEU movies. Like, I really don't think I have. Uh-huh. So, like, I've never seen like Man of Steel or like any of that shit. But Henry Cavill is like mm-hmm. the main protagonist of of The Witcher, mm-hmm. and he's fucking awesome in it. And the show rules, but it's hella confusing. Like the first, especially the first season, like there's so much time hopping and like weird timeline stuff that doesn't get explained. That is like, you kind of, you almost have to be taking fucking notes to be like putting shit together. Cause like me as the casual watcher had no idea. So I was just confused. So I watched uh new rock stars did like a breakdown of the first season and it made everything just really like, like, Oh, okay. This makes so much more sense now. Like, thank you for just telling me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Cause I don't feel like I need to have, I should have like a history degree to be able to like uh, break down your fucking TV show. But uh yeah, I love that shit. I started that when WandaVision came out, when WandaVision, mm-hmm. I had never done like recaps or like, like episode breakdowns or like, uh, like even like movie like easter eggs like stuff like that like i never did any of that it wasn't until wandavision where i was like like wanting to know more and that was Mm -hmm. when i discovered like the nerdist like breakdowns and that kind of came my like holy bible and then last spring i was like even asking you know a couple of my friends like do you like have any youtube channels you recommend me new rock stars was one and i really liked them as Mm -hmm. well and but my favorite youtuber in that realm is this guy um cosmonaut variety hour okay never heard of him i gotta check him out he's the shit because he's more he's more like critical i guess he's more like he doesn't do like breakdowns of things necessarily he's more of a like like reviews and like rankings kind of guy i guess but uh he's like he's far more objective he's like like he's the type of person to be like i love i the mcu i like but there's a lot of fucking shit wrong with it mm-hmm. and he'll he's not above making fun of it and like you know so it's nice to have that polar like opposite you know and he's very critical and even if i don't always agree with him like i still appreciate his perspective yeah for sure uh, i think that's really you know, important yeah absolutely like he 
broke down like i remember he he did the like after falcon and winter soldier which i really liked i thought it was great and he was like i did not fucking like this at all <laughs> and i was like oh shit tell me more you know um you know i i, I can appreciate that kind of thing because like i think it's easy for people to especially you know star wars fans etc to be like like almost like too gung-ho about it like hey guys like there's a lot of flaws here like we should talk about them you know what i mean yeah there is uh when game of thrones was a thing uh i i would love because uh, i i would you know watch it not live but i watch it like you know day of whatever and then there was like right. this podcast where like the guys would do like a live uh you know recap but then uh like you know the, uh the upcoming week they would do like a, a complete breakdown comparing like the events of the episode to like you know things that happened in the book and they would go so in depth because like I, I had read the books but the type of knowledge that these two guys had were like you know way crazier than what i had even uh, like you know retained so to be able to hear um like you know two well-educated guys break down like this thing that i love it just made me enjoy it that much more and then i uh, followed up and i, I did it also with westworld because i was gearing up to do this westworld podcast with somebody pretty cool but then i felt like i got too much knowledge because when I, I started talking to this person i had like a whole like a uh, breakdown of like everything that I wanted to talk about. And this person was like, I don't even know half that shit that you're bringing up. So like, I don't think we should do this. So I'm like, Oh, this is crazy. Cause you put me onto to Westworld and I just became like this obsessed junkie a- about it. Um, uh, so I, I, I think it, it, it is fun to just kind of, uh, you know, hear uh, obviously like different perspectives and then find out uh, like these little things, uh, like these little nods that you would have just overlooked if um, you didn't, uh, you know, watch these types of videos or hear these types of podcasts that, you know, uh, these people caught that you didn't catch. Right. Do you, uh, where do you stand on game of Thrones? I think, um, hold on. I, I gotta, uh, you know, take a breath before I say this. I, I, I think season eight, it, 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 it is what it is, right? I don't think that that season ruined the entire series. Like people got to kind of take a step back and realize that the uh, people behind the show, they were getting pressure from every which direction, right? Because they had surpassed the story in the books. Right. And I felt that they were kind of left kind of out there, uh, you know, to, to kind of uh, take the heat because they're going to have to write this ending that technically doesn't exist, right? Because the uh, uh, you know writer is still writing, um, as far as we know, still writing the, the the final book, still writing the ending. So I think they were kind of like these like uh, scapegoats, like, all right, cool, go do that ending, and let's see if people like it. And if not, maybe like they'll change it in the books to try to make people happy. Uh, that's just like what I think is like really going on. But I I don't think it, it it's as bad. Like I don't think that that ruins everything that happened. Like yeah, like I, I wish like the Clegane Bowl was like a little more intense. I wish uh, you know certain things happened. But uh, uh, but they just wanted to get out, right? So because they, they, they wanted to, uh, I, I think it was, I mean, and this is like you know me trying to remember from years ago. I, I think HBO wanted a longer season, but I think the DBs like they just like wanted out which i sure uh, it's, fucking, it's very evident that they wanted out <laughs> yeah so very yeah um so like i i don't like i i i don't write out the whole series just because season eight wasn't what we no. wanted if that makes sense okay yeah so at, i used to I, I remember when it first aired i had the same mentality of like 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 oh no the show didn't do what you wanted it to do like mm-hmm. like, like you know whatever um 
But I also realize now that it's like it's fucking bad. Like the last season's bad. Like overall, like there's not much that I that there's really not anything that happens that I'm happy about. Uh-huh. Um and I don't I, I agree, I don't think it ruins the show for me, but I struggle to recommend it to people. Like if someone hasn't seen Game of Thrones, it's hard for me to be like, you should watch it. It's great up until the very end, and you're gonna like like imagine okay so like if you're like us where we put years into you know this thing right and sure it didn't maybe end the way that we had hoped it would have or that would have made more sense but imagine if you had just found it and you binged it straight through and you were like damn everything about it is really great up until like the last two seasons because it's not even that season eight's bad it gets it starts to get worse noticeably in like season seven at least I think it does, but that's because I think past season six is when they ran out of source material. Mm-hmm. And like to your point, DB, like they do a really good job. They did a really good job of 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 taking from the source material, but when left to their own devices, not so much. They didn't do a very good job. But that's also another cup of tea, and I totally understand it. And you know, George R. R. Martin has a little bit. Uh, he's very much a fall here as well because I'm sure that they had hoped that when they first started making the show that they would have the books. But like, if you look at the release dates of the books, it was like two years between the first like three books and then like five years, seven years. And like, it's been like eight or nine now at this point since the last book. Mm-hmm. So it's like, holy fucking shit, dude. And he still owes us th- th- two more books. I think I think he signed on to do like, he's, there's two more books in the series. So like, it's not even fucking close to being done yet, but there's just like lots of things about the last season that drive me nuts. Like, obviously even, even when it, after first finished and I was trying to, I was maybe a little bit more nice to it. My, my main criticism was that it felt rushed because obviously we used to watch, it would take an entire season for like, to see like these people on a journey get from like one place to another. And yet now in season eight, you're getting it in like an episode or two, like across the world. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what the fuck happened in between? Because before we would watch a whole season of this and this scene, like th- you're just going to do that. And then just like the blatant character assassinations, you know, like, like just the people doing things totally out of character. Like Jamie Lannister has maybe my favorite character arc in the entire series. Like it's fantastic. And the way he goes out, is so fucking dumb and like undoes everything undoes literally seasons of work for no fucking reason doing something that like why would he go do that like he like becomes not a piece of shit he's uh in love with uh tall broad what's her face i can't remember her name uh bren right yes um you know he's like in love with her and then just like leaves to go die with cersei spoilers sorry if you haven't watched the show leaves to just go die with her like why like that was dumb like i don't think that would have been in his character to do that fucking at all so it just made no sense and then like maybe i could accept daenerys and her turn to fucking madness if it had happened more gradually maybe over time but it feels really polarizing because it seems like it just happens in a fucking episode, like a light switch is like turned on. And it's just for me to buy that it just seems lazy. You know what I mean? Um, 
you know, and there's other things, you know, Tyrion becomes kind of like just like a fucking like wet mop at, towards the end of the show, like no backbone. It's not really witty. It's just kind of like more frail and like, you know, whatever. Then you've got Bran who just ends up being fucking pointless the whole show. He doesn't really ever do anything fucking cool and ends up becoming king for fucking no i don't know yeah I he just fell into it they're like okay like you're like yeah like he doesn't he's arguably one of the most like powerful characters in the show really never does does anything any, literally never does anything and then just becomes king because it just like i forget i don't even remember what the fucking reasoning was but it was so dumb and like yeah there's there's fucking issues that like i can't get past or i i can't chalk it up to being like oh it didn't end how i wanted it to like no these are all bad decisions that you all made like even if there wasn't source material to go off of, like why did you do these things? And uh, going back, I, I said the, the, the lady's name was Brand. No, it's uh, Brienne of Tarth. I, I, I wanted to. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I, you know, I, I uh, going back to to Jamie Lannister, I, I still feel like he needed to pay for what he did to to Bran Stark. You know, pushing him out that that window, almost killing him. I sure. I, I, I wanted to see like him uh, get killed by you know someone from the house stark and then same thing with cersei and it's like are you kidding me after everything that she orchestrated she needed to to suffer i, I think a little more absolutely yeah they just what got that they got crushed by a building together mm-hmm. or something yeah you're just so, like anticlimactic and i'm like cool like like jamie i feel like at no like at no point did i go man like i feel like i mean like i hear you being like he still needs to pay but at least there is like growth there. Cersei is just awful from the get go and just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse with zero redemptive qualities. Mm-hmm. And then just like kind of dies like a really mediocre death. And like, there's really no poetic moment in that whatsoever. And it wasn't poetic of them to die together. It was just fucking stupid. Now, how did you feel about how they took down the, the night King? Like what, what, what were your thoughts? Dude, all right. So like that should have been the whole point of the show. The whole point of the show, even from fucking season one, was winter is coming. Mm-hmm. Winter is coming. That, like, them against, like, the White Walkers and everything should have taken precedence over the fight for a throne. Like, the show should have ended, like, in, like, I'm not even saying, like, banding together to, like, take them down. But that was the ultimate threat. And so for them to, like, like, it, like they vanquished the Night King in, like, a fucking, like, three episodes like into the last season and then the rest of the season is just more bullshit political bullshit and characters doing bad choices like that was the number one threat from the get-go was what was happening north of the wall mm-hmm. and like that's how the show should have ended source material or not very good point because i totally forget like like again we were being sold that winter is coming from season one and it just felt like like don't get me wrong like like some of the battles and stuff are cool, like especially like you know, like seeing a zombie ice dragon, like that's pretty cool. But like the way the Night King went out, who killed the Night King, all that stuff, fucking like so lazy. It just felt lazy. Like guys, you couldn't do anything more with this. And I, I'm not a screenwriter, but like I can't. I can tell you that if I were in that fucking boardroom when that idea got pitched, I would have been like, fucking absolutely not. Now I'm curious, has this turned you off so much that you won't tune in to House of uh, the Dragon, the the I prequel? I certainly have zero interest in watching any kind of prequel series at this point. 
Now, maybe if it's really good and gets really good reviews or ratings and someone that I know and trust is like, you should check it out. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. But like, as of right now, the way it ended, no. At this point, like, I would hold out for an entire reboot maybe. If they reboot the series and start They can't do again, that. There's no way. They, they could. Has it ever happened in history where a show that big has got a reboot? Because you got to think that know. it's like I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, and or maybe change the. I don't. I don't really know. I mean, there's tons of shows where like I've had to like sit, like okay. I, did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Okay, so I loved the first six seasons of that show are fucking amazing, mm-hmm. like really good television, and then it gets notably worse to the point where you're like let's wrap it up so people really fucking hate the 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 series finale people say it's like one of the worst series finales ever which i don't necessarily disagree with it's pretty fucking bad but if you go on like they like there's an alternate ending that's perfect that's like alternate okay because like the ending i remember is um he 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 grabs that uh, uh you know a blue french horn and it's like it's him and robin right robin is that he ends up he ends up with robin yeah and there's like an alternate ending where that doesn't fucking happen and that like where like is, the mom doesn't die yeah pretty much oh i gotta go like, find i gotta go seek that out because i didn't know that existed YouTube, there is a whole alternate ending that is that should have been the fucking ending and it wasn't but so i just pretend that that's the ending interesting okay i gotta because i i like that show but i felt like i was uh you know getting so much pressure from my friends like oh like you gotta watch this you gotta watch this so i feel like i watched it <laughs> but not on like my own time. I was like, all right, let me just watch it so we can talk about it. So like, I just kind of like ran through it. Like, like obviously there's like bits and pieces that I remember. Um, but okay. I, I got to go see that. That end. It's tough. I mean, a show like how I met your mother would never work now. I feel like the single camera, like sitcom. Aren't, like aren't they doing how I met your father? Sure. Absolutely. And do any of us fucking care? No, don't get me wrong. I might tune in for an episode or two. Because okay. Hillary stuff is thick. And I'm trying to see that for sure. Oh wow, but Hillary, good old Hillary. Good old Hillary Duff, Liz McGuire in the cut. Oh, I, fine. So, but no, I'm not interested in them. Do, like, I don't care about the story no. at all. Like, I don't give a shit about yeah. that. And uh, I, and I doubt it'll do more than two seasons tops. And I'm happy that you mentioned Lizzie McGuire. One of the saddest moments about this whole Disney Plus thing is that that Lizzie McGuire show didn't take off. It didn't even happen because. Uh, the the reports were that uh, Hillary Duff wanted to do you know uh, stuff like more uh, like educational like real life stuff instead of these like weird scripted things that don't even really matter and then Disney sure. just wasn't down and I'm like good on you Hillary Duff at least you wanted to try to you know educate and put you know some real life situations out there and not all, all sure. this like BS uh, but I'm a huge Liz McGuire fan and I'm really sad that that never took off yeah but also. Outside of like Cobra Kai, when it comes to these like nostalgic reboots or whatever, like I don't think anything has been that successful. Yeah, no, I mean Cobra Kai, honestly, on paper shouldn't work, but apparently it's great. I haven't watched it, but I've heard nothing. You've never watched? Wait, uh, were you a fan of the movies at all? Like Karate yeah, Kid? Yeah, of course, but I just I just hadn't watched it probably because I assumed it was going to be bad. But I have heard that nothing, nothing but good things. It There's is. There's so much fucking shit that I'm behind on that mm-hmm. I'm like playing catch up with. Like we're watching Succession right now. Like that's what we are like. Like we we how we did The Witcher like both seasons in like a okay. week or two, and now we're catching up on Succession. And I, have you watched Succession? No, but I've heard good things about it. It's fucking awesome! It's so good. Uh, that and then we've been watching Righteous Gemstones, um, which is 
fucking hilarious. I love Danny McBride so much. I don't, did you ever watch Eastbound and Down? Never. Never. Never? Never. Oh, fuck. Eastbound and Down, great, great HBO show. But uh, it's like the new Danny McBride show with like, um, what's uh, what's the, what's like the dude's name? Adam from uh, Workaholics. Okay, I I, I don't uh, know his full name, but I know who you're talking about. But you know, what I'm talking, he's in it. Um, John Goodman's in it. Like, it's fucking awesome, and it's so fucking funny. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, it's fucking funny. Um, so we've been watching those, and so like. Yeah, as well as uh, the new season of Love is Blind. So yeah, okay. we're really powered through that as well. Um, yeah, there's there's only so many hours in the fucking day. But like mm-hmm. Cobra Kai, I will probably end up watching at some point, I feel. Okay, I, I, I hope that you do because when I watch that show, it blows my mind It like how they're able to, to do so much good. And it just kind of just... I, I like makes me wonder about these other shows. I mean, how can this show that started as a YouTube red original, right? They started as a YouTube show. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, orig- yeah, it was originally on, on YouTube red and it was just so successful that uh, I'm pretty sure Netflix just bought it out and they're like, Hey, come do it over here. Um, and it's just, and, and I'm a huge fan of the, the, the karate kid and I've felt like they've done the movies so much justice and it's like not corny and, and it just, it, it's crazy how they're able to just do so many things right with this sure. and, and they continue to do it, right they're like uh you know season three just aired um, back in january um or, or was it season four i'm pretty sure season three if i remember correctly uh and and it just still like the, the, and the, the fact that and i feel like the fact that with the timing and that a lot of these actors and actresses are still alive that they're able to kind of pull back and bring these people back into the fold i'm like this is like this is the, the perfect timing i don't know if it could ever happen again so it, it's just like amazing yeah so yeah, so just it, at some point, whenever you have time, you, you should definitely um, have that on your list. Right. Yeah, and I'm slowly like paring down. I'm trying to. I so I'm I'm watching the Mandalorian for the first time. Oh, Mandalorian! I, I got to show you this. Uh, uh, and I'm, I've, I've talked about this on uh, this other podcast I do, but uh, I'll announce it here. Uh, March 26th, from Within Record Showcase, I'm doing a Beskar collab tee, and it's a Mandalorian design. I'll show you off camera. Oh shit! Hell yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm watching Mandalorian for the first time, but I've been I like watch it after my wife goes to bed, mm-hmm. but I can't stay up as late as I used to. So I like I'll like fall asleep like towards like the end of an episode and then have to like rewatch some of you know what I mean that kind of thing. So like it's taking me a little bit longer than normal, uh, but I'm really enjoying it so far. I get why it's so popular. Yeah, I need to watch the book of Boba Fett. I had told uh, Tyler, uh, our, our good friend Tyler, he was like, "Hey, text me when you watch it." <laughs> I never texted him because I never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I gotta, I, I gotta step it up and watch that because I've, I, I've heard a lot of mixed things, but I, I, I tried to that's like. How, that's how it's been for me. I've either heard that it's total dog shit or it's really great. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll yeah. figure it out. That's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, damn, Jim, this is, th- this has been awesome. I, I'm happy that we're able to, to make this work. I'm, I'm happy that you're here. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy that the record's out. Shout out to Two Witnesses. Means to an end. Listen to it if you got to this far in the podcast. Listen to it again. Stream that record. It's awesome. Uh, before we sign off, is there anything you would like to say? Parting words? Uh, yeah. Well, one, thanks for having me uh, again. I've been I've been waiting to come back, so this is awesome. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Two Witnesses. Means to an end. Out on all streaming platforms. Um, support. Life and Death Brigade records, support filled with hate, USA records, um, you know, fucking love it or hate it. Like, I don't care. I just, I, you know, I hope you 
feel something, even if it, if, if, it, if you just don't like it and that's fine. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, you know, that, that's it. All right. Well, thank you guys for all the support. This is, uh, you know, a, a, a big deal. And we didn't talk about this at all during the episode, but this is a, a landmark episode for uh, the Jamie K podcast episode 300. I'm happy to have oh, been yeah. able to. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I'm happy to have been able to have been doing this for so long. I appreciate everybody's uh, love and support. It, it means a lot to me that all of you tune in uh, weekly or tune in whenever you guys have time. I see uh, the analytics. So I, I appreciate everything. We're going strong. I hope you like the new intro music. There will be new outro music. Uh, this has been super awesome and uh, you can't stop us. We're going to be going uh, until I die, hopefully. Uh, but that's the plan for the foreseeable future. But I just wanted to make sure to say thank you to all of you who tune in. I appreciate all of you more than you know, but thank you. And we'll be back soon. Yo, thank you for listening to episode 300. I just want to thank from within records for all of the support. It's been a crazy journey. I appreciate all of the love that I get from you, Carter. It it definitely means more than, you know, I, I respect the hell out of you and what you're doing with the label. And you know what it is. I'm writing from within records till the day I die. Motherfuckers, you can't stop me. Also, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Nate Prosciutti. Shane Moran. Dark Medicine. I don't know if I can give out uh, Matt's full name. But shout out Dark Medicine. I fucking love you guys. I appreciate the support. The endless support. Uh, Like I said, in the early days, uh, Nate is a big part of... Um, how a lot of this grew out there. So uh, Nate's a good friend of mine and he knows that, but I just wanted to say it here publicly. I fucking love Wilkes-Barre. I fucking love Dan Schultz from Warren, Ryan Savitsky from One Step Closer. Shout out One Step Closer. Caleb, shout out Bizarre Skate Shop. Ross, BT, Tommy. I, I, I love the whole crew. Shout out Clemo, Ripped Away. They're keeping it going strong. Uh, mad support from them there's just so much going on out there and will very so much cool shit I, I i i love that place i want to move there I, I don't think i've ever said that publicly a lot of people down there know that uh that is the case i i, I seriously love it down there market street bridge i wish i could see that shit every day uh i, I want to go eat at circles jerry's pizza shout out feet first productions Jeff, our legendary trip to Perth Amboy. I'll never forget that shit. You're always great to me whenever I'm out there. I appreciate you so much. You have no idea. And I I know I'm forgetting somebody else from out there. And it's going to kill me when I post this and it uh, comes into play. But shout out uh, everybody out there in uh, Wilkes-Barre doing awesome things. I got to shout out Bob Wilson. Uh, I, I know you stuck your neck out there. Let me set up at the fest. Just uh, coming on the podcast. I still got to get you and Greg back on. I know things that work out at the beginning of the year, but I have a ton of respect for you and what you do. Happy to be able to call you a friend. I appreciate you so much. Uh, shout out Payback Mafia. Uh, it is what it is. Joe Hardcore. Uh, all my friends out here in Orange County. Shout out to Take It to Heart. The best band in Orange County going right now. If you motherfuckers don't know, listen to Take It to Heart. They got some cool shit coming. 
I want to say soon, but if I'm being honest, it's not that soon. But they got new music that is fucking awesome. Shout out, take it to heart. Shout out to Josh from Florida. Go listen to Give Blood podcast. We're handling that shit. It's fun. We're doing cool conversations that have to do with mixed martial arts and hardcore. We're going to Chicago together. Crazy shit. Shout out to God. There's just so many people. Shout out to Florida in general. FYA. Shout out to Contention. Shout out point of contact rest in fucking peace i wish we could get another point of contact set jose you know i'm always bugging you about that shit i love that band so much uh straight edge till the day i die uh the bay shout out drain shout out printhead cole kakimoto doing it big scowl taking over the world it's it's amazing shout out eightfold path newer band shout out big boy they went to your fucking scene and nobody knew your bitch ass there's just so many people to thank. I fucking love all of you so much. I appreciate the support. Uh, you guys probably will never know how much I really appreciate you, but 300 episodes down in the books and we're not stopping. We took a little break because we wanted to time it right. We wanted to take down uh smirk. We wanted to take down uh, Kanye West, Donna Two. means to an end better than both those records front to back. But we're not stopping. March is crazy. We got a bunch of cool guests. We got younger bands, established bands, cool people, people that I am lucky to be able to call my friend. I love everyone so much for your support. It means a lot to me. And I just am so happy that we made it here. We can't be stopped. They try to take us down. Nobody can stop us. 